WARFradio.com. Delay free at the ground on 89.1 FM and coming up on the VFLW YouTube channel. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. We bring you 6th versus 7th. The Southern Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. An opportunity for the Southern Saints today to win and just about all but shut the door on the challenges getting into the top six. If the Western Bulldogs win today, not only do the Bulldogs keep their finals chances alive, but it also gives a sneaky backdoor chance for both North Melbourne and Carlton to try and make it into the top six. Massive ramifications for today's game here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company. Joining us today on special... That's the wrong one, Sophie. You're turning me off the air. Let's first of all introduce... Sophie Fazilari, can you hear us now? Since you cut me off air, hello, Sophie. <laughs> hello, Peter. Sorry I know, for cutting I know, you off air. I know a lot of people want to do that. In fact, people have walked away from our commentary position. Are you just trying to give me the hit? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was trying to steal the limelight for a hot minute. No worries. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to you in a moment. Time as you take your position. Also joining us here, of course, is uh, the one and only Callum O'Connor, former VWFL writer and, of course, at Essendon. Good morning, Callum. Good morning, Peter, and it is an outstanding morning. You don't uh, normally see the weather ever this still uh, down this neck of the woods at uh, Trevor Barker Beach Oval. It's rare to say, but it's a beautiful day in Sandringham. Absolutely picture perfect. Not to say that Sandringham isn't a lovely place, but during winter, it's, you normally freeze, you need know what's off. Uh, but the good thing is the coffee cart is open on the other side of the ground, just in case you need it. Reintroducing again, Sophie Fazolari. Great to have you back for another call, Sophie. First of all, just quickly, how's the footy going at Duda Stars? We had a tough loss yesterday, but it was a hard-fought game, and I'm a bit sore, so that's always a good thing. Well, yeah, it means you've had a decent run around, which is great to see. Um, how are you looking, Premiership chances this year, just quietly? We were on a good roll. We had probably three wins straight, and we've had two losses, so we're sitting fourth. So I think we are a chance once we get a few of the attack girls back. We're pretty close, yeah. Time to get the skates on, getting near okay. the business part of the season. Callum O'Connor... As I said, great to have you once again. We were talking off air about this matchup, six versus seventh, and importantly, we're looking at both the Saints and the Bulldogs to try and figure out right which team is going to bring out the big guns to try and give a little indication of we're serious about finals football. Uh, certainly were, and look, the lineup that both sides have uh, put to paper indicates they are desperate to get that finals position for this season. So big news, of course, for the Southern Saints, Georgia Patrikios. Lining up also uh, Tiana Smith and their uh, AFLW talent goes deeper than that. Jade Van Dyke, Alice Burks playing, uh, Hannah Priest pulling on the boots, Tani White and then uh, also some VFLW stars who have kind of been on the radar for a while in terms of a potential AFL uh, chance. I reckon these, Kayla Rapari who was a star back in the uh, old Tack Cup days. Dogs, we've uh, talked for a while about uh, their developing youth at AFLW level and they're well represented today. Jess Fitzgerald will be playing, Sarah Hartwig, uh, Liz Georgia Starthus uh, also playing today for the Dogs and a couple of their older heads, uh, Danny Marshall and Angelica Gogos as well. And that, Pete, makes for a very, very exciting lineup. Indeed, we've got coming up at 11.15, Sean Kavanagh, the coach of uh, the Western Bulldogs, followed at 11.20. We'll be chatting with Dale Robinson, the coach of the Southern Saints here at uh, Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Bounce down is at 12pm uh, this afternoon. For those that do want to come along, free entry here if you want to uh, come and watch some fantastic VFLW football. Um, 
Sophie Fazolari, the, the t we used to say tack up. Of course, it's now known yeah, as nab. as the NAB League. We're starting to see those girls injected into the um, system. But but the the important thing is to really watch out of the VFLW this year is the girls that have had their first year at AFLW level and getting some more experience in games under their belt. Alice Burke, for example, for the Southern Saints, she's been averaging something like 30 touches a game. It's been ridiculous. She's been getting leather poisoning at this level. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, it's sort of hard for those girls. That, you don't want to be a fringe player that plays really good in that VFLW, but um, can't commit to the AFLW. But I think she's going to be phenomenal next year once she gets her chance and she's really cemented her position in that side. And, and other NAB League players or, or famous NAB League names that you think about that, of course, were recruited to the AFLW playing today. Uh, um, Brittany Gutnick, of course, who was um, well yeah. and truly pumped up before the uh, last draft. And, of course, Pritchard and uh, Fitzgerald break out the Milo. Um, so, some of these young, exciting names for them, a, a chance to try and, A, stamp their experience on the game, but B, to see how they develop as footballers, particularly for those Bulldogs fans that are keen to see their side go one more to try and get into the AFLW finals next year. Even um last week, I think we had Taylor Mayer and is it Nyako Dodgyok? They played for the Western Bulldogs last week and Talia had 10 tackles and she's out of the side today, but when they do come in, they're actually proving their mark. They're not just coming in, filling gaps, getting four touches. They're getting they're racking up around 15 disposals. I think it's really good that they can just blend into this side and really make an impact. And of course, as we said, mixed with plenty of experience, VFLW talent in there. Beck Neves is one from the Southern Saints, actually formerly uh, out of Essendon in today's side. We'll look at Hannah Stewart. Uh, uh, Melanie Batoon has been having a great season so far. Tara Bahana gives them something uh, up forward. I think she's currently top five on the goal-kicking list. Ashlyn Curling with her tackling pressure as well has been around for a couple of years. Of course, as part of that Collingwood Premiership team yes. in, in 2019 as well. On the Western Bulldogs side of the coin, um, players that have been around for a while. Caitlin Betts. Um, Eliza Morrison, of course, from the Northern Territory, who you well and truly know. Yeah, I played a couple of games across her, um, against her in, um, up in Darwin. She was playing for Nightcliff, but I think in her second year, she got second in the league um, for the league medal, and she did play in that Alice comp too, so she's pretty good up there. Her height does help her, but yeah. I guess the question is, Callum, Who's the pressure really on today? At the moment, it's it, the Saints have the edge over the Bulldogs on percentage for sixth spot mm. on the table. The Saints win today. Mathematically, they have a two-game lead with two rounds to go and a big percentage. So, so they're, they're in the hot seat if they win. Is that greater pressure for them, knowing that they can lock it up today? Or is the pressure on the Bulldogs, knowing that realistically... They've got to win today to stay alive. Uh, if you think rationally, you always think a late-season uh, match when both sides have got the finals on the line. It really is a staring contest. Who's going to blink first? The Dogs and Saints have both got everything to play for. The Saints really should be comfortable in knowledge. As you see, uh, 29 percentage points, uh, 108 percentage compared to the Dogs, which is just 79 so I reckon the pressure's more on the dogs. They can't afford to put a foot wrong. So they don't need to just win. They need to make up that percentage break. That means they need to be encouraged to play more aggressive football today. What is the psychology, though, Sophie Fazolari, for the Southern Saints coming off last week where they were leading all day against Geelong? It looked like they were going to cause the boil over and that was almost going to shut the door on every other team for the finals. And then they allowed the Cats to kick four goals in seven minutes and they got ran over. 
I think it's just going to have to be a four-quarter effort from the from the starting um, siren. You've got Patrikios coming in, and I know when big-name players come in, you think, oh, I'll, I'll take the back seat. Georgie's in. But they can't afford to do that. I think everyone's going to have to play their role and step up because, as we said before, they do have a really hefty percentage. So you're just going to have to bring it all day. Yes, this, and what's just made it even more interesting, we'll talk about results a little bit later on. But, of course, we were there for the match of the day yesterday. Carlton beating Geelong. Eighth versus second. Kept Carlton's hopes alive. A nine-point victory. And Carlton, the other game, of course, was North Melbourne upsetting Essendon. Well, that, that certainly was remarkable. I think Essendon had the lead all day and then North Melbourne have swooped like thieves in the night to pinch the win. And uh, full kudos to them. It is a problem for Essendon now. It's going to be that much harder for them to make the top four. They might still be fifth to eighth. But, yeah, they'll, they'll be absolutely kicking themselves. It'll be such a... It'll be such a risk for them now to have that bit of morale dent as the momentum is lost. You know, because you really want to have faith in yourself. As they're pushing to, for uh, their first finals uh, run after a few years in the VFL women's competition, you really want to be winning the matches you should. And they blew it yesterday. It's a bit amazing, isn't it, as we start to get near the finals. The teams that have been the pace setters, Geelong have now stumbled. Essendon have now stumbled. Port Melbourne stumbled for a couple of weeks there. And somehow Collingwood is sitting there at 12 and zip and just chugging along. Uh, certainly are. The, 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 de the depth of Collingwood is the difference, not just... Um, the VFL players who've had a pretty steady sort of uh, selection process across the season, not a great deal of turnover in terms of the representation of their core players, but now they're getting the AFL players back. Uh, Jamie Lambert's decided she wants to have a run around. Uh, they're getting really good representation from AFL players all season. Like Sophie Alexander has been fantastic all season. Uh, up forward, holding the marks that she, not, that she hasn't been able to take consistently at AFL level. But it's that difference where, like, Matty Shevlin, similar thing, these fringe AFL players at Collingwood who've just taken the chance to show the best they can play at VFL level, that's been why they've been winning games. I think it's also good that they haven't injected it with their top AFLW talent, yeah. such as your Benicis and your Malloys. They're well, actually, Malloy played yesterday. Malloy, <laughs> but they haven't, you know, consist, consistently, yeah. they've actually been letting their... I don't want to say born on the crop, but develop and really cement their spot. Um, and they're still reigning premiers, so if they win this year, they're going back-to-back. -back. We forget. One thing we should point out is they stitched up the minor premiership with that win yesterday. That is actually their third minor premiership in a row. 2018, 2019, of course, no 2020, and the 2020-21. So, That's remember, they, they, yeah. got, they got bombed out of the final straight sets in that first year in 2018. Yeah. Of course, they won it in 2019, and this year, in 2021, undefeated. In fact, if you go back and include the 2020 season, um, where they only lost two games, one during the home and away, and one during the finals, you're talking about something of a record roughly around something like a 24-2 and two record over the last two seasons. Pretty remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. With the... The flow of different streams with your, as we said, your NAB girls and your AFLW, that's really hard to be consistent, especially in girls, te in women's teams, when you've got people who can't commit, they're working. So I think that's something's going really well at Collingwood. And it's, it is no coincidence that we see the overlap, not just of players, but also coaching personnel between the two programs, AFL and VFL. And you look at the market improvement that uh, Collingwood have made at an AFL level under Steve Simons in the last two years. Exactly. In the same time, Pete, that they have been having such a dominant VFL women's program. It's, well, it's worked beautifully. 
We'll take this quick opportunity to take a break because back on the other side of the break, we are going to have Sean Kavanagh, the coach of the Western Bulldogs in the BFLW. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out. You'll make the road safer for all of us. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Good morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Indeed it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day and what a day it is for 6th versus 7th, the Southern Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. Let's talk about the side that is trying to get into the top six, a crucial game for them today. We've got on the line their head coach in the VFLW, Sean Kavanagh. Sean, good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Mate, sunshiny day, fantastic for football. How are you feeling in, in certainly what is a crunch game for the Doggies? Oh, look, it, we're, we're really excited. You know, this is, it come out, the sun's out, the, the wind's down at, at Sandy, and, you know, it's feeling like a real final day. So we're really excited by the, the challenge that awaits. Uh, Sean, Callum O'Connor here. Uh, beautiful representation on your playing list today between the AFL-listed dogs and the VFL. It's a really, really good chance for your VFL players to uh, step up in what's a crucial match. Look, it really is. And, we, you know, we've just had that, that balance. You know, obviously, with. With the line size with AFL club like the Saints are, you know, we've got that influx of, of our young AFL players, but we've also got our NAB players and our existing VFLW listed players. So giving them that, that continued opportunity and, you know, we've got some really good players missing out week in, week out. So they've, they've earned their spot, you know, they're keeping their spot. We've been performing really well over the last four to five weeks. So, um, yeah, we're really proud of um, the direction that our um, younger players are going as well. Hey, Sean, it's over here. Thanks for joining us. Um, firstly, good luck for today. You've got six ins and obviously six outs. Um, just wondering how does that change the team dynamic and how do you go into preparing the girls for battle today? Oh, look, you know, with our program, with, with such an influx of uh, younger players and um, obviously balancing up the commitment 
questions about uh, AFL players as well. It's, it's fairly regular. You know, I think a couple of weeks ago we had nine changes. So uh, we've had a few players go out from last week's game with big country duties um, today. Um, so a couple of other Western Jets come back in. So they've, they're playing their second and third game. So they've had a taste of it. I think a couple of them played against the Saints the first time. But, yeah, look, it, it's, it's the way it is in, in a VFLW program, especially this time of year with... Uh, lots of numbers available, but um, you know the balance is there. That the group's really tight knit, so um, yeah, we're pretty good about it. Just looking through some of your AFLW list of players that have come back into the side, obviously we've seen the likes of uh, Lagoya and Marshall and uh, Pritchard running around uh, in the VFLW, but Brittany Gutnick is obviously one name that has uh, uh, dropped back, of course, highly touted when, when she was taken through the draft. What are we expecting in her further development and we'll be seeing from her today? Bridge uh, just had a bit of an injury there, so she missed a little bit of time early in the VFL season. You know, and she broke into the uh, into the AFL season late in the year. So we're looking to see continued development through the midfield, you know, and hopefully pinch it a little bit forward as well. But it's really important for her development that she gets that continuity of footy um, at the level and with some really good players, especially, you know, in the sense list today. She's got some really good opposition to, to learn from and to, to take on. So, you know, we're, we're excited for her future. Hey, Sean, just a quick question on, I think this question's on everyone's mind. Who are you going to put on um, star and gun midfielder Georgie Patrikios, and how are you going to combat her today? Well, that was a topic of our pre-match, and we put a big circle around 18 players, so it was all about, <laughs> you know, team defence, everyone's got to chip in, so, like, she's a star, you know, deal best and first, so we know how good she is, and it was inevitable she was going to come in, unfortunately, this week, but, you know, we've just got to do our work around it, you know, we... We can't leave uh, one player in particular, so we've got to have that balance around those stoppages. And she'll find the footy. We've just got to try and take that effectiveness away from her. Well, Sean, thank you very much for joining us on our WRFradio.com pregame show. We wish you all the very best taking on the Saints today. It's going to be a cracking day, a cracking game, six versus seventh. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you to Sean Kavanagh there, the coach of the Western Bulldogs in the VFLW. We're going to take another quick break. When we return on the other side of the break, we should have the coach of the Southern Saints in Dale Robertson. Stick around. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. 
Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than three centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Radio.com. Delay free at the ground on 89.1 FM. And coming up on the VFLW YouTube stream, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Six versus seventh, the Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. Peter Holden, Callum O'Connor and Sophie Fazilari with you. Let's head on down boundary side and catch up with our next guest. She is the head coach of the Southern Saints in the VFLW. A very good morning to Dale Robinson. Good morning, team. How are we? Feeling very good. Sensational weather that you've turned on today at Sandringham. Very fit for the occasion. Absolutely. I think uh, we've had a pre-mix season weather-wise, so we'll take a day like this any day we can. Uh, Dale Callum O'Connor here. Now, thank you very, very much for joining us. Now, uh, last week we saw your side almost go all the way against one of the top in the competition in Geelong, even though it would have been a very tough loss, I'm sure. Was your main takeaway from that that this side is good enough to compete with the very best in VFL women's? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's a very strong belief within this group and there's a very strong connection within this group that they can match it on any given day with uh, any of the top sides. And, um, you know, four minutes of football hurt us last week and that's something that uh, they took away from that, knowing that they played some good footy, but they want to be able to finish that off. Well, let's talk about the one big name in your side today, Georgia Patrikios. What are we expecting from her? Oh, look... Um, Doc is always one that uh, that you'll bring into a side that will always give you some great energy, some great run, and, and uh, is a is a wonderful ball user. So we we certainly want to play to her strengths and um, and for her to fit in and play Saints footy the way that she has all year. So Dale, we'll talk more about the uh, VFL listed Southern Saints in a second. But uh, the form of Alice Burke is really something that struck us across the course of this season. Had her first run at AFL women's level and has now had a chance to really stretch her legs at VFL level and has been on fire. Absolutely. And I think um, the biggest thing for, for Alice is just been really getting some good senior footy um, into into be into her um, and uh, the, the chance to get out and play some consistent minutes against uh, the bigger bodies, which she she hadn't really had the chance to do. So she's been able to consolidate some some good early form into some really consistent form across the other uh, VFL season. The names that, of course, that have been standing out for us uh, for the games that we've watched so far: Tara Bahana, Hannah Stewart, and Elisa Harris, uh, Rebecca Neeps. From from your point of view, Dale. Who is really now starting to put their hand up for consideration? Because we're literally two months away from what should be the AFLW draft. Absolutely. And um, I think Maddie Katsalis is always the one, one to watch through the middle with um, great contested work. And Fresca, um, Mel Fortuna is another one that goes in hard in that side of things. But, uh, but Lucy Burke down the back has been consistent all year um, as one of our strongest defenders. She's often taking... The, uh, the strongest forward each week and uh, her intercept marking and the read of the play has been uh, a great strength of hers all year. 
And uh, we're seeing a really, really strong blend of AFL and VFL listed at Southern Saints here today. Will you be looking for your uh, VFL listed players to still get the best chance they can to show how well they can play, even with this uh, being such a crucial match so close to finals? Oh, absolutely. We've, we've had a, a wonderful core group of VFL girls all year. And um, the way that we go about it is that each week it's the best 21 that play. And that's not only, um, you know, the best guild players, but the best that sit as a part of the culture and the group and uh, the way they go about it. And, and the girls that have been coming through all season have been really invested in the program, knowing that we're, we're part of one big program um, across the AFL and BFL uh, teams as such. Let's talk about the movement into the forward line today for the Southern Saints. How much work has been done on it during the week? Because you're coming up against a very solid back line for the Western Bulldogs. You're throwing names such as Sarah Hartwig, Annabelle Strawn. Uh, also got in there Simone Rudin. Uh, a back line that is, that is not the tallest but does play tall. They read the ball very well. How do you try and combat that going forward? Uh, we just trust the, the work that goes into, into our forward line. Uh, we trust them to create space and open up for each other and uh, and to communicate well and if we do all those things really well then we'll, we'll certainly put a, a bulldog's back line under pressure to um to make them work for the day one last question before we let you go do you raise in the group today do you talk about the importance of the game saying virtually if we win today we all just about shut the door on every other team getting into the six Oh, the finals has definitely been um, a, a part of our focus and, and been a goal that we've wanted to achieve as a group all year. Um, so we certainly use that as a motivation to know that we're going to put everything out on the table to ensure that we're uh, in the final six to be, be getting some finals action in this season. Well, Dale, thank you very much for joining us here on our wolfradio.com pregame show. And we wish you all the very best against the Doggies today in this great sixth versus seventh battle. Thanks, team. Have a great call. Thank you. That's Dale Robinson, the head coach of the Southern Saints in the VFLW, joining us here on WARFradio.com. You sense it. Both coaches are up and about for today's game. Oh, I can hear the excitement in both their voices. It's, it's always fantastic when you listen to coaches who are excited by the, pot the potential of what their team can achieve, especially when it's a match uh, as big as this one. The ramifications of this are huge. Their finals shaping. And both coaches cannot wait for, to see what their players are going to do. That's great, Peter. It really is. Because, Sophie, the one thing that we, we, we get semi-worried about with the VFLW as it lines with the AFLW is we go, oh, AFLW players dropping back, Napoli coming in is it a reserve comp is it just about development is it not about the wins today it well and truly feels like both sides want that four points yeah and I just couldn't believe how like calm coin collected Dale sounded like she sounded really excited which is what you want you don't want to go in too excited but you don't want to go in so chill that it's just a game of footy and I think she just sounded like she was at the perfect median and I'm expecting a pretty good game from the Saints the one interesting thing is I flash back a memory here to a 2015 VWFL Grand Final. Um, uh, Brad Letterman was coaching uh, Diamond Creek and uh, Richard Delpos was coaching Darabin. Darabin were going for their third flag in a row, their eighth in 10 years. Going into that game, both coaches talking about it. Brad Letterman, Brad Letterman didn't want to show his cards. You know, he asked, oh, how are the nerves today? But, oh, yeah, no nerves, no nerves, all business, blah, blah, blah. Richard Delpos, with the favourites going in, and again, going for his third flag in a row, coaching Darabin, went, yeah, I got nerves. And he says, and I like that I got nerves. He says, it means I'm awake. It means I'm alert to the occasion. I suppose it is something because we've talked a lot about what the players can achieve because, you know, a lot of these players are AFL listed, but more of them are VFL listed with chances on the line. But really, it's a similar opportunity for the coaches. 
for Sean Kavanagh and for Dale Robinson. This is their first uh, sort of run around in this in this position. Of course, they're going to be excited. They're excited for them for themselves. They want to see what they can achieve. And I think with um, with nerves, like I know he said he didn't have nerves, but nerves show you're showing respect to the other team. Like, yeah, we know they're good, but we also trust our own abilities mm. that we can bring it. So nerves isn't really something to be ashamed of. It's hey, you're meeting with the best today to compete to be the best. So I think it's healthy to have them. I think if you say you're not nervous in a grand final, you, you, you are. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the interesting point is, and you were just mentioning, Sophie, about uh, about them in their first year. And, you know, well, first year for Dale, uh, for Sean, uh, his second year, of course, uh, they uh, got to the grand finals, we know, in, in 2019. For them, it is, in a way, if they want to go that step further, a semi-audition, because we know the Geelong vacancies out there in the AFL and W, and the Gold Coast Suns vacancy. Now, not necessarily saying that both of them are aiming for or will walk into a head coaching role, but what will typically happen is when a new head coach comes in at those clubs, they don't retain the assistant coaches the previous coach had. They usually like to say, clean, clean slate. slate. And they'll either bring in their own people that they've worked with, or they'll look around at some of the best head coaches that they think can make assistant coaches to them. So for both of them, not only trying to get the finals, but an audition if they are looking for greener pastures. Exactly. And I think um, I really commend VFLW coaches because you're dealing with so much. You're, you're sort of almost project managing. Like you get the influx of the AFLW, you got interstate players, um, NAB league. So I think, you know, they can manage. They've proven that they can manage this busy lifestyle. And I think if they can show or be flag contenders, that they can have a really good chance to walk straight into this job. And they're pretty good candidates, if you look at it that way. To be able to balance that AFLW talent that they've got, plus the incoming talent as well. We'll take this opportunity to take a break when we return on the other side of the break here during our pre-game show. We're going to be talking about the AFLW trade period. Yes, who's going to be moving around? Yes, one name out of Carlton has been flogged a lot. We're not going to mention that name. We've done it to death. But the other names that have been mentioned out there and maybe some possible Smokies or who would fit well elsewhere. That's all coming up shortly. 12 o'clock is our bounce down time for the Southern Saints and Western The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. 
Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Six versus seventh, the Southern Saints versus the Western Bulldogs. Bounced down at 12 p.m. this afternoon. Both sides going through their warm-ups. 23 minutes away. It gives us an opportunity to turn our attention to the AFLW. Uh, we have, of course, uh, the sign-and-trade period all coming up very shortly. And that means clubs are going to wheel and deal. Taylor Harris, you've heard about. We don't need to go about any more. We talked about it um, um, yesterday. Let's talk about the other names that are out there and we start first of all with with a big one that would hurt the GWS Giants Jess Delpos linked to Carlton we first of all state the bleeding obvious Jess Delpos is actually a Victorian is Yes, but it's a, it's a crucial part of the story, of course, because she was there from the Giants uh, from day one, their inaugural uh, best and fairest winner, and in a side that's uh, been been very ragtag, been very formative, uh, a lot of uh, players from outside of New South Wales, a lot of cross-coders, uh, lots of Irish women, probably more Irish women than any yeah. other team. Dalpos has been a rock of stability and a very, very good midfielder for their entire existence. Uh, looking to come back, uh, the, the word is Carlton, most likely. And look, Carlton's uh, midfield deficiency means that they would, would be screaming out for Adele Poss, in all honesty. Uh, it would be a massive loss for the Giants on and off the field. Not just a really good player, but also a leader. Sophie, how does that look when you've got that midfield of Presparkus, McAvoy, Del Poss, with support from Sarah Hosking? Lethal. Oh, Luke, pardon me, Jess Hosking. Get the Hoskins mixed up. Lethal <laughs> and dangerous. Um... And I wonder if it if it comes to that. How old Delpos now? She's late twenties. Twenty twenty-eight. Twenty. Yeah. 20 I'll, I'll, I'll have a geese. So uh, allow, allow me to just amuse myself and look um, this one up while uh, while, while we continue. So I'm she's not really sure on like the average of the AFLW when they retire and stuff. But she would probably be entering her last four or five years in the system. So I also wonder if it's uh, I want to go back home, play with my best mates, um, let my family come down to Carlton and watch. I wonder if it's a case of that too. And as well, I believe she's a paramedic and she's had to do other work originally up in Sydney. I think she was working in a cafe and one stage to obviously pay the bills to get by because obviously they're all part-time footballers. So I think a bit like how Shani Layton um, recently retired, um, saying about, well, hey, I need to set myself up financially for the future. Someone like Jess Telpos, if she is in her late 20s, be that type of player of, well, I have this paramedic career, I have this career outside of football, I really do need to start focusing right now on turning my attention towards that. Still can balance football with it, but I don't think she can, because I think you have to, I'm not a paramedic, so I don't know, but I think you have to learn a different paramedic course for each particular yeah. state. So it's not like an easy cross. It's so not, it's not like national teaching. credit yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, transfer yeah. it. And I also think, especially with, um, especially with Dalpos, I think this um, role at Carlton will be a relief of her. I think there's a lot of pressure on her yes. to be that leader yes. with yeah. Alicia Eva, but she steps into Carlton, you got Vessios, Presparkis is a leader within herself, even though she's so young, but you got Hosking, you got people that can take that pressure off her and she can go, you know what, I can focus on my study, my work, 
and my footy. I don't need to worry about setting an example for the younger girls here. Delpos might also love being with her former Darabin teammates. She was one of the uh, Falcons stars in their reign at the uh, top of the VWFL and VFLW uh, competitions. She'll be uh, back with Darcy Vessio. She'll be back with Elise Day. They were both mainstays of that same team. She, yeah, she might just enjoy being back home, being in the more familiar surrounds. That's, that, I mean, we're, we're all reading uh, Georgina Hibbard's book, uh, Never Surrender. It is hard yakka at the Up Giants. Oh. Every, the, the amount of effort it's taking for all those players and coaches in the club uh, to keep the club going is huge. And it just it wouldn't be as hard for her at Carlton. And I think they're... In a, also, shout out to Georgia Hibbert's book. It is a fantastic book. It is book, amazing. Love it. But it just sounds like, as you said, they're fighting tooth and nail up there and they're working tremendously hard. But when you don't have that work-life balance or that pressure of a full-time job, it's you sort of just want an outlet, don't you? Must be a worrying sign. Before we go back to particular player names, must be a worrying sign for the competition, particularly when we're talking about expansion. They're crazy, in my yeah. opinion. We're talking about expansion... But when we talk about GWS Giants, we rarely ever talk about players going to them. We talk about players going away from them, you know, in that Sydney market, particularly Sydney women's football, which needs to be kind of propped up. It's like, and they want to bring in the Sydney Swans as well. You're thinking, what what are the AFL going to have to do here? Are they going to bring in some type of cola, you know, to to, to encourage women to go up to New South Wales? With Sydney, it's so expensive. Yeah. So you yeah. sell Sydney, but hey, we're working two jobs and we still need to pay for rent in Bondi or Paddington. Like, yep. it's not a very good deal when you really think about it. No, is absolutely. It? Look, I think in a, in a year's time or two years' time, certainly once uh, Sydney's entered the competition. The priority picks that we saw being administered to five clubs a couple of weeks ago, not one of which was GWS, but they'll absolutely be going to Sydney sides. They're just going to need that extra bit of support, more so than uh, teams in South Australia, more so than teams in Western Australia, because it's not a traditional uh, Australian rules football market. Yeah. And what's going to be ringing alarm bells, not only Delpos going, but remember, at some stage, they're probably going to lose Hetherington, because Hetherington is now in the twilight years of her career. Any year now, Staunton can say, thank you, I'm done. It's amazing she's still going at 39, yep. coming across from Ireland as well. So at any stage, she could be gone. So you're going to lose a bunch of experience as well. That's some troubling signs of the GWS going forward. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Now, I'm sure it, it is something they would be well and truly across the uh, awareness of uh, players who are veterans and they'd be desperately looking for assistance for Elise Parker. Now, Elise Parker, of yep. course, is by far and away their best player, but he's also a young player. I'm just waiting for a club to throw the checkbook at her. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Talking about throwing the checkbook, as reported by Seven News Adelaide, a potential $150,000 offer on the table for Ebony Marinoff to cross over from the Adelaide Crows. That 150k offer is not only obviously a Tier 1 level player, but that throws in marketing, that throws in a job with the club as well. Um, Interesting to see Marinoff considering the move. She did spend six months in Victoria when she played for the Darabin Falcons in their 2017 Premiership seemed a little bit off when she played that year. We don't know if it was just too much football by that stage of the year or maybe she was homesick. But, you know, she's making that decision in life that she wants to come to, to the state of Victoria. A, maybe for a change of scene because, hey, you've played in three grand finals and won two flags and you're still young at life. And maybe for opportunities outside of football because she did a bit of media work. She did with um, um, with uh, Courtney Cramey. They did a podcast back in 2020 with the Adelaide Advertiser. Maybe she's thinking from a media career because she's you know, a funny woman with you know, a great personality. She's thinking there's maybe more media opportunities in the Melbourne market. So 
who knows what the reason by, but how would she fit into a Saints side? Uh, beautifully, is my honest answer. So, look, my great admiration for the team that Peter Searle and her gang put together in their first season at AFL Women's was there, instead of previous teams we'd seen who kind of got a few big names and then built a team around it, it was a very, very level lineup. She got lots and lots of players who were not A-graders. They were B-graders and C-graders at previous uh, cl- clubs in AFL, and that meant they knew how to play a role. When they were told to do something, they would do it. They knew how to change their role when they had to. And the result was a really, really strong first season. They were very, very encouraging, especially for an expansion side. This season, uh, game plan got found out a bit. They had a, a really bad run with injuries. It's like Nicholas Zenos didn't play all yeah. year. Clara Fitz, they, lo- they lost players kind of before the start of the season. So by, by the time they were playing, we kind of forgot that they had all yeah. these injuries. So absolutely, now that they've got a good set nucleus of a team, they'd love to throw an A-grader in there. And Ebony Marinoff is an A-grader. And... Look, Peter, we know there's a there's a 150k deal that we've done to death, but this 150k deal, I think you'd say, I understand why St Kilda are throwing this money at you, Absolutely. Ebony Marinoff. It, it's an interesting topic. It's it, it's a complete, you know, we, we love bringing up the Harris Anchors being done to death, but it's an interesting comparison. Two 150k deals, but both for completely different reasons. One with the Harris deal, it's more aimed for the marketing and what she's worth on that side of things, where for Marinoff, as much as she also was getting the media and do a bit of marketing, it's more about rewarding the player who's won two premierships, won a NAB Rising Star, and, you know, has got a few more honours to her belt. Yeah. And I think also there's been a predictable amount of backlash around the 150k deal of which we will not speak anymore. (laughs) But I think a lot lot of people for the 150k, because the club is offering Mm. it to Mm. Marinoff rather than her demanding that as part of her role, people are saying, you know what, this might actually be the chance for AFL women's players to push for reasonable money. If this is where it starts, beautiful. So be it. Exactly. And I think this if this is where it starts, exactly, so be it. Like, and it has to start someday. We don't want um, girls to be get, getting five grand for a season or 20 grand anymore. Yep. You know, they deserve it. They're doing the hard yakka. And if it's got to start somewhere, so be it, as you said. The, the, the ceilings that yeah. are placed upon yeah. the development of the competition, Pete, by low pay. We, we don't know what money is on the table, but we know an offer is being made from Geelong to try and get Ebony's uh, Crows teammate and Chloe Shear to switch. Now, Chloe, of course, just recently got engaged. Congratulations to her. Chloe Shear making the move across to sleepy old Geelong. Interesting. A younger player coming into what is already a young squad, but someone who's been on the radar since she was 16 years old, winning league best and fairest. And I'm not talking underage, we're talking senior women's football. League best and fairest in SA. I think they need some life in that team. I I don't think they were happy with their season at all. And I think that would actually be a really good pickup for them. Their division in the midfield. So the last season we saw... Uh, Olivia Purcell and Amy McDonald virtually, you know, alone in that midfield in terms of carrying it an AFL standard. Purcell did her ACL and now is heavily rumoured to be going to Melbourne uh, next season. Their forward line is uh, too reliant on the likes of Phoebe McWilliams and Rochelle Cranston who are in the twilight of their AFL careers. What can Chloe Shear do? Play midfield and play forward. Really strong body, really deadly kick. So uh, the first thing you do when a club makes an offer at a player is you think, okay, why would they go after this player? And it takes you two seconds to think why Geelong would like to see Chloe Shear. Probably got going out soon as well. So. Yeah, so, but yeah, basically they, you know, they would love a young, ready-made, multi-positional player. And she is the she is an answer. 
and I think they need to work on their midfield and if she can create some inspiration for their midfield or have girls working with her she's going to further develop those other girls in that side and yeah they can probably be a real finals contender next year if they get that midfield up and about because your engine room is your midfield you need that's that to be working smoothly and that's exactly what they need in it that's where it's got to start from right yeah exactly let's throw in there since you talk about a, a body let's talk about a big body a sizable body that is hard to budge sabrina frederick the rumor is she is linked to collingwood now interesting that she wants to move from richmond Fair be it, I think their forward line structure's changed where Katie Brennan's now the key forward, so Sabrina is a bit like, well, where do I fit in here? Sabrina Frederick, I have been told with the Collingwood rumour, is they're thinking of more her playing almost a ruck with a part-time forward while playing the Shani Leighton role with Leighton retiring. This is a thing that they sort of deserve her because Richmond do pinch a lot of Collingwood players. <laughs> so they're probably thinking, we're going to take one of your big-name marquee players. Bugger you. Um... But I think she, I think she's not going to be the powerhouse gun that she was at Brisbane and Richmond at Collingwood. She's going to play a different role, and I think that actually is going to help her and can relieve some pressure when she's just could you know be feeding it to Malloy and stuff. And yeah, I, I actually see that going quite smoothly. It did actually take me a while to think. Okay, how does this work? at Collingwood. When you have Chloe Malloy up forward, you don't want to be splitting the bill, do you? But, okay, maybe if Frederick takes another defender out and makes it easier for Malloy, good. They are desperately in need of a ruck. We know they're right in the premiership window. They don't want their chance to be squandered because they don't have a presence in the ruck. We've talked, uh, I think, Al, Al Downey was kind yeah, of the number the one we were looking at. So out there. Al yeah. Downey, who, was, uh, who reckoned she had another season left in her and Carlton let her go. Can you, can you bring her out? One season, we're going to have yeah. a huge crack of the flag. We want a ready-made, very experienced, very competitive ruck, and we want Al Downey. It, is it, Sabrina the next best option? Maybe. The interesting, the interesting situation is when you look at it, you go, okay, with Al Downey, you're getting a true ruck. Sabrina, you're getting in theory a part-time ruck, but she can be swung forward if you need her to do that role. And then you've got Hines, you've got a one or two others in the background of the Collingwood who can do the rucking role. And you've got their you Rovers. To, yeah. You've got like your, your Tani Browns and your Tessa Levy. You've got those ones that she can just tap it down to and they can run for days, those girls. So I think she actually has to do less work at Collingwood. To and she can probably be more shout. efficient. <laughs> Not a bad show. I know that they had a, they had a better midfield this year, the Tigers, because it wasn't just the Monique Conti show featuring yeah. a couple of other players in there. She did have... Uh, Ali McKenzie. She, like, she, she had McKenzie. For God's sake, that, that was that was an incredible get. She had Sarah Hoskin to help out straight away. A more experienced... Even Dargan came in and she Even came across Dargan. from Collingwood and, and it, had a pretty good season with them. There's another name that's floating out there as well from Carlton. She hasn't been linked to any club yet. She's considering... She hasn't officially said if she wants to go around one more season or not, but she said at the time she was delisted she has not retired. Katie Loins, where does she fit in? Does she go to somewhere like the two clubs that are playing today, the Bulldogs to help out a Creeker and, and Kirsty Lamb in, in the yep. in the middle of the ground, or does she go again because she's a she's a role player? Does she fit into something like St Kilda? Because if you're going to have the Marinoff, you're going to have the Patricios, you're going to have that young midfielder in there, just a, just an older head. Oh, so the number one thing that Katie Loins offers is leadership and experience. She's a fearless competitor and has been her entire career. St Kilda and the Bulldogs, well, they're still formative. You know, the Bulldogs showed every sign that they're going to push 
uh, for a final position in the next coming seasons with how well they played uh, in matches in 2021, uh, does Loins uh, offer them that little boost? Alternatively, does Geelong, and we know that Geelong uh, has got a fairly lopsided list in terms of a high number of older players, but could you bring Loins in for us to a stable head for one year? So there, there are kind of the options. Whether any of the um, uh, teams go for it, Maybe another question. Geelong in general love just to go for the cream of the crop, don't they, with AFLW and AFL. They just yep. lo- they prefer that mature age, wise up. They don't really fool around with the younger mm. groups, do they? Why, why, why develop the window when you can just steal someone else's window? <laughs> yeah, mate? Exactly. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with making this, expediting this process. We've got to go to a break very quickly, but before we go, one more name, and she's actually out of Geelong, and maybe because you talk about role players, she fits at St Kilda is Maddie Boyd. Maddie Boyd is the ultimate swing woman. You can play her in defence, you can play her on the wing, you can play her in forward. She's that mid-sized player that she can play tall, she can play small. She's the ultimate player. Maybe someone like a Peter Searle says, I I can use you as a utility to fill a gap for me. I'll be harsh here and say that uh, Boyd, she was quite heavily touted in the pre-AFL Women's Day. She was a junior star, was... Mm. One of the gun players at North Geelong and then into Geelong when Geelong yeah. took North Geelong's VFL women's licence. But she had her time at Melbourne, moved to GWS. Had her time at GWS, came back down to Geelong across three sides, not able to establish herself in any one of those positions. She may be one of those players who's just cursed by the fact that she can go anywhere. So she just gets swung around everywhere and doesn't have that time to really stabilise herself as one player. Louise Stevenson. Louise She's Stevenson, right? Who's now no, stabilised up in defence. Oh, mate, Stevenson and Boyd, years, have yeah. you ever seen them in the same room? They are they are very, very similar as players. Stevenson, with that extra leadership, of course, has been very, very successful in her career thus far at GWS. We'll take this quick opportunity to take a break. When we return, it'll be 12pm and the bounce down between the Saints and the Bulldogs. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. Been playing for a while. Sweet kicks. Cause footy makes you smile. Sweet kicks football. If you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile. Sweet kicks football. Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football 
<laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from the daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1-800-ELDER-HELP. That's 1-800-353-374. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Radio.com, 89.1 FM of the ground, delay free. And on the VFLW YouTube stream is the VFLW match of the day. We're about to get underway for the Saints of the Bulldogs. Let's get some quick tips. Sophie Fazilari, who went to my how much? I reckon Saints by four. Uh, I reckon Saints by 15. Bulldogs by 12 for me. And we are underway here at Trevor Park at Beach Oval. And it's Joff immediately with the football. Gave it across quickly to Gapsalis, who goes inside 50 for the Southern Saints. Long high ball, got punched away. Opportunity now for the Bulldogs to try and get it out of fence, but losing her feet at the crucial moment was Pritchard. Got to a teammate who quickly killed in towards the centre of the ground. Foot race on here at the moment. First ball with a hand pass over the top. Looking for Lagnoia, who drew the player. Went it. Stolen by Neves. Neves going through the central corridor. Finds McLean. Draws the player. Goes wide towards the wing on the... Uh Beach side of the ground. McDonald may have copped that high. The umpire said, and DJ did courtesy of Georgia Stathis. And Molly McDonald for the Saints has the ball. Just defensive side of centre wing. 
Looking around for some options. Will work wide towards the bench side of the ground. On the left, lovely kick. Hits the target just inside the boundary line. Taking it is Georgia Patrikios wearing the 41 today. Comes back in board, taking it Hannah Stewart. Stewart will swing around on the right boot. Wants to go inside 50 with a kick. Awkward bouncing football. Trying to get back there and picking it up one-handed is Angelica Gogos. Got it on the left boot, went long towards the wing on the beach road side of the ground. Intercepted by Neves. Neves goes with a kick up the line. Mark taken. Swallowed there by uh, Kearns. Taylor Kearns has it somewhat about 65 metres out from goal in front of the scoreboard. Furthest from our broadcast position. Goes long. Spoiled from behind by Tessari. Close towards the boundary line. Dogs are trying to work it out here. It's trapped inside the Saints forward 50. Ball hit the deck. Patrikios is lurking around there. Can't pick it up. Now Leck with Rudin to try and switch dangerously across the face of goal. Mark taken. They draw the player and go with a hand pass. Ending up with Brittany Goodnick. Goodnick goes towards the halfback flank position. Now centre wing. Saints with the opportunity here. Taking it... Trying to weave around. They've come Back extremely in. composed here, haven't they? Saying straight out of the blocks. Yeah, that was Van Dyke who had it and who now decided to go with the switch to come back towards the square. They've lost about 50 metres in that transition. Switching across face there, Alice Burke. Burke towards centre-half back. Knees again, racking up another possession. Goes towards centre wing. Ball hit the deck. Quick hands coming out here to Hannah Priest. Priest, Amen. Now kicks it up the ground, going towards the half-forward play position. Jolliffe got knocked off the football. Jolliffe wanted another crack at it, couldn't get in there, but doing a ball, hit the ground. Going in hard was Hines. Umpire blows the whistle. We can call for a ball up and start to get some thoughts with Callum O'Connor. How quickly are the Saints looking to move the ball, but they're also intercepting beautifully. Beck needs three touches inside three minutes, looking like an absolute rock in defence. Georgia Stath was weaving around, went with a hurried hand pass over the top, didn't hit a target. Now coming through for the Saints here, putting on the boot is Jolliffe going inside 50 cut off beautifully there by Danielle Marshall and Marshall elects to go for the switch taking the mark now and backing up is Tani uh, Pami is um, uh, Jalika Gogos who goes right down the guts of the ground ball got out the back had it and brought to ground was Woods got a hand pass out though Lagoya drew the player gave away the hand pass hurry kick now on the left for the Bulldogs going towards the half forward flank here comes Pritchard chasing up Pami coaching after the football was Fitzgerald Drink the Milo. Now goes inside 50. Ball on the deck. 45 metres out from goal. Receiving it after calling for it. 49 there. Must be Natasha Morris. Was named as an emergency. Now in the side. Gave it off to a teammate. Her kick was spoiled immediately off the boot. Coming in with support was Van Dyke. Close towards the boundary line. One bouncing over. Lasso rule for a kick going the way for the doggies. Some thoughts from Sophie Fasolari. They're playing really good. Alexandra Hines was really good there at the bottom of the pack. Being able to get the clean hand, which is what they need to do. As we wait for the ball to be brought back into play. With it is Angelica Gogos. Now kicks it long and high inside 50. Was looking for Lagoya. Was punched away from her. A little bit of push and shove courtesy of Rudin. Ball hit the ground. Picked up by the Saints. And they'll clear it away on this occasion by Smith. Going up the line. Close towards the boundary line. Plenty of Bulldogs numbers back there. One of them is Annabella Strawn. Strawn wants to go towards the 50 metre arc. Came off hands. Ball hit the deck. Player immediately wrapped up. Lucy Burke with a great tackle there. Brought her straight to ground and did a 360 spin. Laying the clamp on and we'll call for a ball up. Four minutes gone first turn. No score either side in this sixth versus seventh battle. 
Just going through there and uh, had the ball momentarily. Georgia Stathis, umpire says, I'll take the football back, please, and we'll call for another ball up. 50 metres out from the Bulldogs' goal. Going to right of screen for those watching on the VFLW YouTube stream, otherwise known as the Sortner goal end or southern end here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Going away with a run here was Smith, and Smith goes up the line on the Beach Road side of the ground. Went through the hands there of DeAngelis, who was trying to hold on to the football. In the pack situation, Rapari's on the outside. If DeAngelis can get it to her, dribbles it along the ground. Finds a teammate who's immediately wrapped up on that occasion by Caitlin. You better, you better, you bets. And bets bring her into the ground. And we'll call for a ball up. And we'll get some thoughts from Callum O'Connor. So an observation. The dog's looking to bring it in very high into their forward line. But the only player down there I see is a genuine tall marking target is Simone Rudin. She's going to be a key today. Ball on the deck. Went through the legs there of Hannah Stewart who couldn't pick it up there for the Saints. Umpires come in, blew the whistle and said it's a holding infringement going the way of the Bulldogs. And they'll have it in front of the scoreboard. Beach Road side of the ground. Brittany Goodnick says, just calm things down. I haven't had my coffee yet. Calm down. And she decides to play on. Now on the right boot. She goes long and down the line. Over the back. And now Lagoya is going to be the first of the foot race here. Can she pick up the ball cleanly? She can't. She sockers the football forward. Tries to pick it up one hand. Had to use the second to go back. Immediately caught and brought down by Morris. Saints will turn the football over. They've got it. Now they got brought down courtesy of Georgia Stathis. Somehow got rid of the football. Close towards the boundary line. It will go over and out and we'll call for a ball in. 65 metres out from the Bulldogs goal and we'll get some thoughts from Sophie Fasolari. I just want to touch on Natasha Morris is a late late emergency today but she's come on and has laid about three good that, tackles. That, she's a great start. You know, Georgia Stathis is still feeling. I think she's still down. <laughs> As uh, the ball is down back in the centre square. Saints looking to try and get the football out here. It's Patrikios who's fighting hard for it. She was originally in Hanson. He's got up and then the Bulldogs opponent grabbed the ball and brought it to the ground. And then she got dumped as well for her troubles. Go yep. see a Brittany Gutnick. Says, I know you. <laughs> and put her in the turf and threw the football up in the air. Six and a half minutes gone. First term. Bouncing around, doing the rucking work. There is Molly Denehy Maloney for the Bulldogs. Ball hit the ground again. Tackle laid on immediately for Alexandra Hines and will reset play one more time. Now, Pete, I actually think that is Natasha Morris on the outer wing that's on the Trevor Bark Road side of the ground for the Saints. She has not gotten up since she laid that tackle. She's leaning onto her left side as well, so it looks like... In the hands of knee. multiple trainers. I'll get you to keep an eye on that as play is going on at the moment. The umpire hasn't spotted it, so he's allowed uh, the play to continue as he balls it up in the centre of the ground. Dana Maloney didn't jump for it, won the tap down, but coming through there momentarily was Hannah Stewart, lost control of the football, picking it up and being brought to ground was Smith. Got snatched out of her hands. Ball on the deck, though. Trying to spin out of trouble with a hand pass. Lucy Burke had to go backwards to go forwards, if that makes sense. Now it's Van Dyke. Van Dyke had to try and run away from trouble. Got it over the top to Beck Knees. Recently brought a house in Elston Wick. Congratulations. Knees had the football momentarily. Lost to the ground. Bulldogs ball through uh, Lagoya, who quickly put it on the boot. Fitzgerald, the Milo kid, chases after the football. Overruns the football, but immediately wraps up her opponent. And Hannah Priest is going nowhere. Brought it to the ground. And the umpire blows the whistle and wow. says, we'll call for a ball up. Pete, I reckon Hannah Priest knew if I let Jess Fitzgerald get the ball out in space here, we're in serious trouble. So she's done well to hold that one up. As we throw the football high in the air, 45 metres out from the Bulldogs' goal. Denia Maloney took it immediately out of the ruck. Her kick was a grubber and didn't go anywhere. Ball saw on the deck as Patrikios was lurking around. Thought about laying the tackle, didn't do so. Ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll call for a ball in. Eight minutes gone in this first term. No score either side. Let's get some thoughts from Sophie Fazilari. Molly McDonald's playing a really tight tag on Stephanie Askiak, but I think she's actually keeping her out of the game, so I'd really like to see her get into the contest. 
Stewart chased after the football, overran the football, wanted to go back in for a second crack at it. Stewart still going, fighting in hard with it was Aziak. She hits the ground, the umpire says, I'll ask for the footy back. Patricio, she's just lurking, she's just watching, observing, but I think she's going to produce something special soon. As we throw the football up in the air, Doing the ruck work there for the Saints was Alexandra Hines. Tried to punch a forward ball, got out the back. Patricky Ost drew the play, then went with a hand pass over the top. Hand passed into trouble instead of out of trouble. Ball hit the ground. Watching on there is Rudin, and the ball is not going to come out, and we are going to call for a ball up. So Morris is now uh, being cradled along the boundary line. She is in a world of hurt. Left knee by the yeah, looks of it. That's she's oh, hopping. she's hopping. It looks very, very bad. She's actually couldn't even walk across the field. She's had to, yeah, go via the boundary line. Yeah, she's done for the day. She's bugging off the trainers and he's hopping by herself. No, I like the valley. <laughs> I really, really do. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you, uh, that's, that's, that's sad. Sometimes you've got to concede your pride and say, look, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it's just reality setting in. But um, she's still hopping as we speak on the other side of the ground. As the ball is thrown up in the air. Hines won it down, immediately taking it there for the Bulldogs, busting the way through was Annabelle Scott. Now they kick inside 50. Gogos tried to get it, missed out on the opportunity. Saints now have the football as they switch across, looking for Hannah Priest to run onto the pill. Priest, the ball sit nicely for her. She's got a player on her hammer. She manages to get the hand pass over the top to Jade Van Dyke. Van Dyke got back over the football, the crucial moment by Eliza Morrison, and the ball is out of bounds, and that means lasso rule. That was a superb bump from Morrison because they were out the Saints. You can see the procession they were building up the outer wing. They would have had a genuine and shot inside 50 if that ball had gotten through. Morrison on the left boot goes long and high towards the half forward flank broadcast side. Hands up first with Van Dyke. Lost it. Lagoya dumped into the turf and the umpire says the ball is over the boundary line. We'll call for a ball in. The hopping stop by the way with uh, Natasha Morris. Just no, it the stretch has been brought out but doesn't look like she's uh, going to take it. She's waving it away as the ball is thrown back into play. Hines wins it. Fitzgerald comes in there and will call for a ball up. A bit like Mick Foley in King of the Ring, 98, just waving away the stretcher. Uh, just determined to finish the lap. Still no score. Both teams are really defending their 50 arc today. As the umpire allows play to go on. <laughs> there was no doubt that ball was not coming out as Annabelle Scott laid on the tack and will call for a ball up. Jollop is the one that had to hand it back to the umpire. We reset again. It's Bahana now doing the ruck work for the Saints. Scott once again goes in there. Make sure Nice was going nowhere. Just shrugging him off. Caitlin Betts had control of the football. Lost it. Had to go back again. Betts and Jollop go at it. Both colliding. Comes Lagoya as well. Trying to lay on the tackle there. Denahay Maloney. Saints now have the football. On that occasion, it was uh, courtesy of Rapari who gets it out towards centre wing on the Beach Road side of the ground. Taking the football. DeAngelis now moves it up the line. Here's some running play for the Saints if they can try and link up. Now going forward is Smith. Smith had one bounce. Lost control of the football though at the half forward flank. Has to go back and again. Got three Bulldogs all over her. Hurried little hand pass came out. It was courtesy of Hartwig who managed to help relieve the pressure for the Doggies. Now they go for a run. Beach Road side the ground. Left boot towards the centre wing. No one really home here. Trying to juggle the football in front of herself. It was Hannah Stewart got back there. Now with Van Dyke. Van Dyke goes out towards centre wing. Close towards the boundary line. Harassing his Jolliffe. The ball goes out. Lasso rule against the Bulldogs player. It was spun around as she kicked it. And it means a free kick to the Saints. Well, Pete, you are doing very, very well to keep with the frenetic pace of this game. I probably would like to see both sides hitting targets more. We're seeing a lot of attacks going to waste because they're just hitting the ground. They're yeah. easy to pick off. She had Harris leading out of that 52. So it's even just 
lifting your eyes up and just seeing who's leading, just not being um, frantic, I guess, throughout that centre. Scott, with a low trajectory kick, was trying to find Pritchard, got away from her, the ball went over the boundary line, but she managed to slap it down, so that means it will be a ball in. Normally we have two play-by-play -play callers, just yours truly going solo today, and they decided to put on a frenetic pace for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. With uh, 12 and a half minutes gone, no score either side here in the first term, WRFradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream, and it's Jolliffe who goes for the uh, hand pass, close towards the boundary line, little chick kick kick off the ground there like a putting wedge from Bohanna. Gained about 20 metres on it and then they finally got to the hands of Rapari. Rapari goes long towards centre half forward. Awkward bouncing football. Smith is trying to control it with two Bulldogs on her hammer. Oh that's a beautiful hand pass to Nice. Nice tries to hit up a target inside 50. Her intended target was Kearns. It got away from her. Kearns has the football now. Gets brought down to ground. Dogs are going to try and clean it up through Betts. Betts managed to shrug the tackle. Caitlin Betts goes for a run on the right boot. Now going in the direction of Van, uh, in the direction of uh, Sergeant. Went through her hands there. Waiting out there is Van Dyke. That's the 55 I was going to call earlier, but other team. Van Dyke now goes long. Her mark uh, kick is intercepted with a mark to Gutnick. And Gutnick on the right boot works it wide. Lagoya is there. Knocked away from her. The spoil comes in of McLean. Coming in there is Stewart to try and lay a tackle. Dogs football at the moment. And they'll take it through the agency of... The one and only Lagoya who's turned the football over, unfortunately. And Bohanna will now have it. She'll go up the line. Mark taken. Just a little bit of a steadying approach from Smith. And Tata Smith now goes and finds DeAngelis on the opposite side of the centre square. That's the beach road side of the ground. Her kick towards Ford 50 again. They're not finding their targets, the Saints, despite plenty of the football. Dogs will try and clean it up. They were heading in the direction of Brooke Hards. Got spoiled away from her. Two Saints can work it out here. DeAngelis is one of them, and she's got it, and she'll go for a run. DeAngelis had a bounce, nearly lost control of the football. Her kick partially smothered going forward. Now coming in there is Annabelle Scott. Manages to wrap up Kearns, and the umpire calls for a ball up. 50 metres out from goal, and some thoughts from Sophie Fazolari. The Saints are really pushing. They look like they are the better side today, but they just can't seem to get that break, can they? As the ball is still in the 50-metre arc here for the Saints, going to the northern end of the ground. Left the screen for those watching on YouTube. Ball is just bobbling around. They're waiting for it to come out to Smith. Smith shrugged off the Bulldogs defender. Kicks it inside 50. Marshall from behind spoiled it. Brought the football to ground. Curley was there. Got it across to Annalisa Harris for a snap. And it's a goal to the Saints. Annalisa Harris gets on the scoreboard. Her first and the Saints first of the morning. We get some thoughts from Callum O'Connor. Uh, so the Saints look like they're using Tiana Smith as that high forward. We saw in the player a couple of minutes prior, the 30-metre switch she did across the centre square that just uh, brought a whole different side of the ground in. I reckon that's what they're going to be looking for from her. Just that bit of composure, yeah. that bit of vision. She had a key part in getting the ball forward then, and the Saints got on the board. Harris has one goal, two for the season, so that is pretty good for her tally this year. And she only had four touches last week, so I think that's going to be really crucial for her to be playing a good game, getting in early and getting on the scoreboard in this first quarter. Crowd of about 100 to 150 here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval for the sixth versus seventh clash. Free entry if you want to come on down to Beach Road, Sandringham. Not free parking, though. I did have to pay $18. Ouch. You are in Bayside City Council area. <laughs> Absolutely. As we're underway again. <coughs> Pardon me. As the Saints move the ball out towards the half-forward flank position. Coming in after it is Neves. Neves has the football. Hand pass quickly coming back in board to Hannah Stewart. Stewart dragged to the ground. 
Ball is squeezed out though. Saints still managing to move it forward through the ACF Capsalis, who now moves towards the half forward for Patrikios. Patrikios goes long towards the goal square. Got punched through. No, still alive towards the pocket. Rapari almost went for the soccer skills there instead of trying to pick it up. The key to right was on her hammer. Saints still with the football. DeAngelis managing to work it backwards to Patrikios. Patrikios goes with the old banana right across the face of goal. Out of bounds on the full. Free kick going to the way of the doggies. Safe with Fasolari. That would be pretty special if she could have nailed that. Got the end, getting it on the end of her own Ford 50 entry. It was like a soccer move, that one. They repair with the handball forward, then the handball back towards uh, Patrikios as the play just opened up on that pocket. And, yeah, she very nearly did it. She's warming up, though, isn't she? Oh, she's just uh, just tuning herself. She's going to be uh, a very, very important player for the Saints this afternoon, as we know. Hartwig managed to get it across to Gogos, who went up the line, only for it to be uh, intercepted. Saints ball, far side of the ground. Taking it there is Lucy Burke. Burke goes inside 50 with it. Flying through the air was Kearns. Couldn't quite bring it to ground. Now ball is on the deck. Squeezes out. Bahana was lurking nearby. Couldn't get there. Doggies again. They're going to take it through the agency of Hartwig. Who goes long towards the centre wing. Should say this to be Sarah Hartwig's home ground. She used to play for the Sandringham Dragons and the NAB League girls. Comes in board now. Here's Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald on the right boot. It's an open forward 50. Fair Dickham foot race. Three on two. Numbers favour the Saints here. But which way does the ball go? Sits favourably for knees. Two Bulldogs on her as he acts one of them. And the umpire says holding the ball. That was beautiful. Is this doggy style to play really frantic and high pressure football? Or do you think they're succumbing to... St Kilda's composure today. Well, I wonder, they, they haven't got a tall forward line. They have a quick forward line. They have a small forward line. It is a beautiful day for a running side. So I think yeah. they are, we have definitely seen a lot of space in their forward line early. I reckon this is going to be the go. They're going yeah. to either try to use that space to bring the ball in and, and kick through. And a run and carry game. And it, it, if they get this sudden clump here where the ball is uh, has four players drawn to it, then they back themselves to tackle a ground. Okay. So... <clears throat> My guess. And the interesting thing is Marshall down back instead of playing at full forward. Now, Aziak has a shot at goal. She squares things up at the 18 and a half minute mark of the first term. Got them up and about here, hasn't it? They, they like that. And I'm liking the, uh, the... We talked about the need for the dogs to play exciting play because they don't just need the four points. They need the percentage. They've played it. I mean, they, if they just need to find uh, more marking targets inside forward 50 and they will do a fair bit of scoreboard damage. Exactly, and it looks like they've had Kiwi's co coffee because they are <laughs> up and about. Uh, the good old special coffees. I can't tell you what's so special about them, though, <laughs> unfortunately. One minute to play in this uh, first term. One straight apiece. And we're getting a ripping battle between six versus sevenths in the third last round of the home and away season in the VFLW. Ball bounced around. Jollop is waiting on the outside of the pack. And it gets to her from Stewart. She's immediately ripped to ground, though, by Georgia Stathis. Bulldogs football, though. Quick chain of hand passes over the top. Harassed off it was Pritchard. Going in was Caitlin Best to try and have a crack at it. Ball squeezed out. Coming in is Beck Neves. Neves immediately brought to ground by Annabelle Scott. The umpire says no proper opportunity. Will call for a ball up. 30 seconds remaining to the quarter-time siren. Can any side sneak a score before then? Today, Maloney versus Hines. Hines really got into her. The ball fell in the favour of Morrison. Morrison gave the hand pass off before being crunched. Now coming in the direction of Aziak, who had to go at it with a couple of players coming at her. Takes the strong mark. 65 metres out from home. On the right boot. Needs a mark inside. 50. Got a mark. Wrong team, though. And the Saints has the footy. And that in the hands of Jade Van Dyke. As the siren sounds... 
for quarter time. What do you make of that term? Callum O'Connor and Sophie Fazalari. Oh, I'll try to speak a bit, Pete, so you can uh, regain your breath because <laughs> that was some fast footy that we saw. Both sides are uh, looking to cartwheel up and down the ground as quickly as they could. The difference, of course, will be which side's able to find clear possession inside forward 50. Uh, so far, I think the Saints would be really, really happy with how their defence held up. Neves and Van Dyke had a monstrous quarter. She won the ball. She had that fantastic last mark there to repel the final attack. She was really good. Exactly. I don't know if they'll be happy about that late goal from the doggies, but they've got some really promising signs in that quarter. I just, I trusted them to get the job done, in all honesty. They were just really slow, composed. Patrigios did her job, but she wasn't the only one doing her job before Morrison went off. Morris was having a great game, and I think um, they're coming together as a really cohesive unit. But I just want to touch on... Um, Asiak in that last quarter, she had a really good tag on Jolliffe and if she can keep good players like Jolliffe out of the game, she's going to be a real contender for today. Well, if you look at the side and you go through, we, everyone's obviously focusing on Patrikios and keeping their yeah. eyes on there. Hannah Stewart is doing a lot of work. She's getting in the ball. Uh, Beck Neves, you, you talked about at the start of the quarter, she's getting across the half back a lot. If I try to break things down in the way of opportunities, I would say 70-30 that quarter, opportunities favouring the Saints. Yep. And they didn't really capitalise on those forward 50 entries, or they did, and no one was really home early. So I think it was good to see them in that last half of that quarter get home, or their tools did hold back a little bit, and they didn't get sucked up into that ground. So going into the second quarter, that's what they'll need to do. They need to trust the, the works of Patrikios to get it inside there and not get too far sucked up. Gabriella DeAngelis, who was being used as a high forward on the uh, Beach Road side of the ground, uh, almost almost as a, a winger, really. I like the way she backed herself into run and carry. I think maybe both sides were too keen to do the disposal to get the linking run going through the middle of the ground. The passage that uh, she looked the best in, Gabriella DeAngelis, was when, when she used her pace, had a couple of running bounces up the wing, and suddenly, instead of uh, having a, a disposal on centre wing, she was looking to kick from you know, the, the attacking wing. And it was the difference of 30 metres that made uh, the ball that she was using so much more dangerous. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at quarter time. The Southern Saints and the Western Bulldogs are all locked up at one straight six apiece. We'll be back after this. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. 
Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Welcome back to Trevor Barker Beach Oval in Sandringham for the VFLW Match of the Day, 6th versus 7th. And we have got a cracker between the Southern Saints and the Western Bulldogs. They are all locked up at one straight six apiece. Let's focus on the Western Bulldogs at the moment since we've talked just quickly about the Southern Saints and about uh, them having the most of op- the opportunities. Do you tweak the Bulldogs' forward line at all when it seems like they're almost like a run and carry and they've got no key target? What what do you do to make the most of your limited opportunities? Uh, if, if I think I was Sean Kavanagh, I think the thing that needs to change is the entry. Uh, well, they want to be hitting targets more rather than having the ball hit the deck and it becomes a fight. Ball is thrown up in the air and away we go again. One out there by Hines, brought the football to ground. Coming through there's Fitzgerald, hand pass away. Not a teammate in the trouble. May have been caught high. No, the umpire's here dropping the football, going the way here of the Southern Saints. And ending up with it is Molly McDonald. McDonald looking for Patrikios. Got spoiled by Marshall. Patrikios picks it up, spins around. Patrikios from 50 metres out looks to get a target. A little too much juice on the kick. Went over the back. One bounce. Probably best result in the end because it's gone out of bounds right next to the point post. It was a 1v2 contest. She didn't stick the mark, but she tapped it down and then it went around the player and scooped it up. That was obscene. That was just absolutely beautiful football. <laughs> Poor old Danielle Marshall's probably thinking, I've done everything right this ball in that contest, and still she comes away with the ball. As the ball is thrown back into play, Danielle Maloney kicked the football, put the football down. Kicked away here by Brittany Goodnick. Had to be good with the ball and was found. Annabelle Scott. Scott now goes high, high, high to no intended target in the centre of the ground. And it is going to be a mark taken by Jolliffe. Jolliffe will get going quickly. Draws the player. Gets around on the right boot. Goes to Towards the forward pocket. Went for the punch instead of the mark there. It was an interesting option by Bahana. That means it's going to be taken away from the spoil by Betts. Betts goes towards centre half back with the ball set up nicely for Hannah Stewart. Kicks it in towards the hot spot. Three Bulldogs all caught staring at the ball, but no one committed. In goes DeAngelis. In goes Marshall. She can't get the football out. Annalisa Harris is lurking nearby. Couldn't lay the tackle. Dogs with the ball out of defence. It was courtesy of Denny Maloney. Only as far as the paint. 50 metre arc. Jolliffe draws the play. Gets the hand pass away. Stewart with a hurry kick. Cut off and the Bulldogs now again through Caitlin Betts. Betts on the right boot looking for Lagoya. Got nudged underneath it. The umpire didn't spot it by McLean. McLean now has it for the Saints. 55 metres out from goal. On the right boot towards the hotspot. 30 out from goal. And Marshall went for the spoil. But it ended up sitting up for us. She just said, I might as well take the mark. Just, I, I like players who can adjust in a split second, Pete. And that was a fine example of it. Saints ah. are building a really good wall across this 52. They are not letting anything out. Oh, that's five, five in two minutes. Exactly. Yeah, easy, easy. Intercepted here. So the Saints will send it back in through Hannah Stewart. 
At the back, DeAngelis. Ball spilled out here. Opportunity spoiled on the line. Curly went up for it. Tried okay. to take that pack mark, but got a bit unlucky there, didn't she? And I think it was Sargent who got there, did the spoiling work, and will end up taking the ball from full back and kick it back into play. Saints lead by two. a point. Intercepted again. The wall at the moment for the Saints. Not anything outside their 50-metre arc. Stewart sends it back in. Good mark. Taken by DeAngelis. And she's grabbed it 25 metres out from goal on a 45-degree angle. Some thoughts, Sophie Fazalari. Me and Calum are doing sign language to each other. We cannot believe what <laughs> we are seeing. The athleticism here on display is remarkable. And the dogs have got to figure out that the Saints have set up really, really well on the uh, 50. So you've got to do the short kick from them when you can bomb over the wall. That's six intercepts in two minutes. This shot at goal was always going to happen. D'Angelo shanks the kick, though. Goes towards the top of the square. Umpire from a distance off the play. He's got to push out and said it's a free kick going the way of Danielle Marshall. Recruited out of the United States Australian Football League from the Arizona Hawks. She goes on the right boot and kicks it long towards the halfback flank, beach road side of the ground. Went through the uh, hands there of Asiak who jumped for the football. Saints again clean it up through knees. Knees go back towards the hotspot, trying to find Annalisa Harris. Hurry little snap out of the pack here. Guess what? Guess who's back there? DeAngelis. Yeah, and it takes it away. The 56 of the doggies I do not have. We'll have to try and pick that up at the moment, unless it's Woods who's changed jumper. But nonetheless, taken away here by Eliza Morrison. Morrison kicks it towards the defensive side of centre wing. Came off hands as he comes through. Put on the right boot. Ball dribbles up the line. Coming in to try and meet it there was Van Dyke. Dispossessed of the football. Saints do have it though. And they'll go for a switch towards centre half back. Ashlyn Curley takes it. The Irish woman won a flag with Collingwood in 2019 in the VFLW. Gave it off and now goes long up the line for Hines. Too much juice on the kick. Ball bounces over and out. And the umpire says we'll throw the football back into play in front of both coaches' benches. Bahana's been pretty quiet. I'm surprised she hasn't had that much of a big game. She's, in the past three weeks, she's averaged about 12 disposals. I think being, being used as a part-time ruck might be uh, the newer role for her. It was a good Falcon. <laughs> as the player hits the ground behind play, feeling a little worse for wear, the 33 and Molly today Maloney. I think she might have just dislocated oh, a finger. No, she's, yes, it's the landing. It wasn't the uh, ball. She's... Limping. It's a couple of things. She's limping and she's uh, carrying that hand very, very awkwardly. Feeling worse for wear. Hannah Stewart takes it away here for the Saints. Awkward ball bouncing inside 50. The punch trying to put it to the advantage of Strawn. Strawn gets shoved off the football. Going in to try and fight hard for it there was Nikita Wright. Going in is Rapari. Lays the tackle there for the Saints. Call with the ball. Morrison umpire will take the football back. Well, Strawn, Marshall and the player who we believe is Woods, they're absolutely working overtime on the last line of defence, but they're so under pressure in their disposal that they kick it out and it becomes a turnover. Kicked around the corner there by Rapari. They try to hold it up, though, through Bahana at the forward pocket. Fighting on the ground is Annalisa Harris. He smacked it forward. Coming in there for the dogs to try and pick it up. Hartwick gets a hurried hand pass while under pressure. Pritchard miscued the kick. Picking it up there, Stewart. Bahana immediately caught by Pritchard. Hand pass coming through traffic there. Strawn now long down the line towards centre wing. Beach side of the ground. Coming hard for it, Rudin. Hand pass away, trying to find Sargent. Her Saints opponent got it, coughed it up though to Morrison. Morrison gave it off to Pritchard. Pritchard on the left boot. Goes up the line, going for Woods. Missed out in her hands, cleaning it up there. Alice Burke 
Burke again with another possession to Jolliffe. Jolliffe works it to Stewart. Stewart under pressure. Quick little hand pass away. Knees over the top. McDonald. McDonald worked it wide. Patrikios wanted to sell the candy. Ran into trouble. And Brooke Hards claimed her in the umpire's head advantage. That will do wonders for Brooke Hards' confidence. She watched the <laughs> hips, not the ball. That's what uh, coaches will always tell uh, young footballers. The ball can be uh, dummy, but the hips do not lie. It's going to oh. Woods. Throwing a bit of Shakira, Shakira there. Thank you very much. Now with Hartwig. Hartwig with the footy is about uh, 55 metres out from goal. Kicks it towards the hot spot. Ball came off hands. Here comes Fitzgerald. Wraps up Curly. And the umpire says no proper opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. Here's Sophie Fazolari. I really want to see um, St Kilda to dis create some distance with those handballs because they're just not... They're too close, and if Georgie had anyone running, she could have let off the hands, and I think when she received it, it was only a metre away, so they definitely need to spread out around the ground and use their legs. Getting the football back there was Woods, who tried to get a quick-fired hand pass, went into heavy traffic, and the ball is going to end up with a ball up. On uh, centre-half forward for the Doggies, going towards the northern end of the ground. Left the screen for those watching at home. Seven and a half minutes gone, second term. One-point lead to the Southern Saints. One-one-seven to one-straight-six over the Western Bulldogs in the sixth-versus-seventh battle. Oh, how's the juggling act by Fitzgerald? It was behind the back. She'll pull a rabbit out of the hat next. Looking for Morrison. Morrison got dumped into the ground, courtesy of Molly McDonald. The Saints, though, will turn the football over. In the hands now, a strawn for the Doggies. Four to centre, Strawn goes for the hot spot, 40 metres out from goal, jumping high for it was Hartwick, couldn't hang on to the pill, Annabelle Scott bounced off one player, gave away the hand pass, running into trouble Hartwick, the umpire says, taken high, free kick, 50 metres out from goal for the Dogs. So this passage of play is crucial for the Bulldogs, they've been on the back foot all quarter without conceding a goal, if they can land one now it would be massive. Trying to get it off hands there was uh, Goodnick. Taken away, though, by Hartwig, who now goes towards the goal square. Awkward bouncing football. Slap forward. Red best, though, by Georgia Stathis. Her oh. roving work doesn't go over the line. Damn. That wasn't Could just a leg break. It's gone back on itself. That is cruel. For all money you thought that was through, you would have bet your house on it. Instead, the Saints come around and the Bulldogs get naught. Seeing the ball over the boundary line is Annalisa Harris. Uh, she'd be a handy pool player. Backspin like that. She wouldn't <laughs> pot the white too many times, Sophie. <laughs> wouldn't be bad on the golf it course. Looked like <laughs> it looked like it was in, though, wasn't that it? That was an outrageous up. bounce backwards. Oh, dear, oh me. As the ball is thrown back into play. On the ground, Morrison overran it. Brooke Hartz goes in there. Hartz fighting hard for the football, ironically. And <laughs> the umpire says going nowhere. We'll no, call we, we love consistent up. branding, Pete. <laughs> yeah, Makes indeed. it easy. Nine minutes gone this second term. Southern Saints lead by a point. By Hannah defeating Rudin in that ruck, isn't she? She's won, I think, like seven of the last hitouts. Yes, which is a crucial turning point. The Saints were really, really on top uh, across this quarter. As now going quickly with it is Eliza Vale, who goes towards the hot spot. Now it's come off hands and cleaning it up there is Lucy Burke. Burke kicks it long for the Saints. Spoiling from behind was DeAngelis, who picks the football up off the ground. Fires a hand pass coming in towards the corridor. Now they're on. Putting on a burst of speech. Do it. Go for a run. Now on the left boot. Goes long inside 50. Bouncing football. Two on one. Numbers favouring the Bulldogs. Ball close towards the boundary line. Going at it with half speed was the key to right. Managed to get away before she was caught by Kearns. Taking it now as Morrison on the halfback flank. Her kick had to be pinpoint perfect. And it was.
was to Georgia Stathis. Georgia Stathis on the right boot. Absolute mongrel of a kick, though. Turnover. Stewart coming through, got brought down to ground. In fact, it was Batuna, pardon me, who was brought down to ground. Coming through there was Georgia Stathis. Couldn't hang on to it, had to go back. Player jumped all over her. Umpire said she leaped over, so that was okay. Rapari jumps in there. Morrison fighting hard for the football. Morrison scrapping in hard. And the umpire says, nah, not going anywhere. Got a call for a ball up on centre wing. Now we saw Molly Danahe Maloney going off with what we call a combination of a hand and a leg injury. Uh, being seen to at the moment by the trainers they're having a look at her left hand hopefully we see her again at some point today umpire blows the whistle and says uh, i'll ask for the football back please 11 minutes gone in this second term one point lead to the southern saints ball is thrown up in the air and away we go again one out on that occasion by alexandra hines and uh, once again we're going to have a stalemate and we'll call for yet another ball up just forward of center wing favoring the southern saints getting towards the southern end of the ground as we throw it up in the air and we go again this time uncontested but going through their pritchard couldn't get away from the would-be tackler ball did squeeze out now to morrison morrison's long kick went over the head there of uh, woods close towards the boundary line seen over and out by smith and we'll call for a ball in half forward flank for the doggies there's a good AFLW contingency turning up here in the crowd. We've seen uh, Bulldogs Ops manager Debbie Lee and player Kirsty Lamb, uh, St Kilda player Kate McCarthy and former Collingwood player Bree Wright all enjoying a fine game of footy on a fine day. And if we mention Kate McCarthy, we have to, of course, mention Norman and Nacho, her two dogs. The entourage is here. <laughs> As the kick comes off the side of the boot by uh, a player in Gogos. Saints will clean it up, though, off their half-back flank. Long kick, though, by Smith. Bouncing ball up the woods, centre wing. Did an awkward turn. Imagine to get it to DeAngelis. DeAngelis to Neves. Neves going to Kearns. Kearns with the football. 55 metres out from goal. Has a player on the hot spot in Curley. Will it sit for her? She didn't jump. Got punched away from her at the crucial moment by Tessari. And the Bulldogs are going to clean it up this time through Strawn. Strawn's kick straight down the throat of Annabelle Scott. Scott with a footy. Half-back flank broadcast side for the Bulldogs. Gets on the right boot, goes long and up the line. Came off hands, ball hit the ground, coming through there is Lagoya. And she's seen over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll get some thoughts from Sophie Fazolari. Yeah, they're playing really good. I'm surprised it's only one minor score. It's really tight, this game. And I think if one team can just break away, and I think St Kilda looking like they're going to be able to do it. It has felt like it hasn't. The repeat entries, but so long as they're not... Uh, able to take marks inside 50 it's going to go to waste that beautiful spoil there by uh, Tassari the Saints had the player on and she busted her gut to get back and uh, uh, intercept what would have been a mark 30 metres out I think back to that night game about a month ago when uh, the Saints had all the opportunities in fact led it quarter time but then the Bulldogs ran over them in the second and third terms 18 points they got up by didn't they and they yeah. really ran away with it Umpire has the ball back in the middle of the ground, throws it up in the air. Ruck work won there by Tessari for the Bulldogs. Trying to come in there, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald does well to get around Stewart. Fitzgerald goes up the line. Lagoya almost took it one-handed, almost picked it up off the ground as well. Had support coming through there. Ngoyos couldn't hang on to the football. Ball on the deck and now will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. Lagoya was being pressed on that occasion by um, Capsalis and will call for a ball in. It's a good matchup, Capsalis and Lagoya. As we wait for it to be thrown back into play, centre wing on the camera side of the ground here for those watching on the VFLW stream. Saints ball, 
going in the direction of Jolliffe, who had to slap it away from her to try and control it on the half-forward flank. Wants to go back in to pick it up off the ground. Picked up though by Morrison, who got it originally to bet. Her kick was smothered immediately off the boot by Rapari, and the ball has gone out of bounds. Forward of centre wing. They're looking for a quick entry here. They've got about 40 seconds on the clock, so St Kilda would be good if they could win this. And Five minutes and 40 seconds in Five fact. minutes. Because we play 20s, remember? I just had a brain fade. I'm <laughs> used to EDFL football from yesterday. <laughs> As the kick comes around the corner there by Bahana. Now looking in the uh, direction of Rapari. Coming in and stealing it there for the moment uh, was uh, Annabelle Scott. Ball is in heavy traffic, though. So he's trying to get a hurry kick out. Rapari's fighting in hard, though, with Hartwig. And the ball goes to ground. But you kind of would be right if you were talking about the second quarter yesterday at Carlton where they forgot to hit time on for the two injuries. <laughs> And when the clock went up to 14 and a half minutes of actual playing time, everyone went, really? <laughs> Whoops. Yep. As uh, in goes Rapari, hand pass, Curly. Umpire says that's a throw. And she threw it to Patricios. She must have just got too excited that she was there. It's like, I see her. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yes, but you still need to pass it correctly. Now in the hands of Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald goes out towards centre wing, trying to stand tall there. Lucy Burke brought it to ground. Everyone jumps on the ball, and the umpire says we'll call for a ball up. 1-1-7 the Saints. The Bulldogs one straight six. 15 and a half minutes gone, second term. WARFradio.com, the home of women's footy. Plus on the VFLW YouTube stream. Bahana tries to get the ball away. Going nowhere, fighting hard. Pritchard scoops it out. Gets it across to Fitzgerald, back to Pritchard. Pritchard on the left, looking for Lagoya to run onto it. Van Dyke is going with her. Van Dyke gets her at first. Lagoya trying to chase after her. Got it to Capsalis. Capsalis now goes towards centre wing, beach side of the ground. Marking taken by Tassari. The intercept mark for the Bulldogs. Now switches, looking for Marshall. Dangerous kick, but Marshall swallows it well. And then kicks it out towards the wing. Wants to get Brooke Hards to get onto it. Brooke Hards lost it, got it back again. Hards still going. And she miscued the kick after all the hard work. Ball is just dribbling, though, towards the half-forward flank here for the Doggies. As Hards still goes again. Kicks inside 50. Saints put their hands up in the air. Brought it to ground. Couldn't hang onto it. And Bertuna was one of them. They moved it out towards the half-back flank. But there's numbers here for the Doggies. And one of them is Georgia Stathis. Weaves around. This time as she got the distance, the bounce. This time it favours her. Georgia Stathis gets her first of the afternoon. And the Bulldogs go to two straight 12. The Southern Saints, 1-1-7. Forgive us for pausing when that ball bounced. We learned our lesson from 10 minutes ago. And it, for a second there, as it hung, I thought that has actually gone straight on its end. It's going to be rushed through for a point, but it must have just had yeah. no carry this time. And look, fantastic result for the Dogs. They've been on the back foot defending for the majority of this quarter. Saints would have 15 entries, the Dogs maybe five and it's the dogs who've hit the scoreboard first. That could be a major turning point it's in this It's such match. a tight game. You usually go, oh, it's scrappy footy, but it's not. It's such a highly skilled game today. No one is giving anyone any breathing room, are it's they? It's two sides playing at absolute top velocity. Absolutely. They could actually do with just a little more breathing space in this match. Yeah. Umpire throws the football up in the air and away we go again. Bulldogs by five points as we reset play. Going in there was Pritchard trying to get the hand pass away. The umpire said get through the football and it's a free kick going the way of the Southern Saints and Hannah Stewart. Stewart with the football. Looking around for some options. Stewart goes for a run. Kicks it towards the broadcast side wing. Awkward bouncing ball for Harris. Harris drew the player. Went with a hand pass. Lucy Burke has a flying shot at goal. Her teammate had to put the hands up in the air because he knew he was going to be away to the right. Couldn't find 
for Hannah, and that means we'll register as a minor score. One, two, eight, the Saints. Bulldogs, two straight, 12. As we wait for the 56 to bring the football back into play. We'll get that name for you by half-time. Going short with the football for Georgia Stathis. At court, the umpire says play on, jumping in over the top, Rudin, and we'll call for a ball up. Now there's officially a minute and 40 seconds, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> As we wait for the ball to be thrown up into play. Away we go again, doing the ruck work is Rudin. Umpire says hi. Free kick to the Saints. Tiana Smith is not one person you want to be giving a oh, free kick to as well. A little bit of niggle there. Annalisa Harris comes in to have her two bobs worth. Georgia Stathis also saying, get off my mate. She's uh, picked an interesting time to choose violence here, Georgia Stathis. Conceded the uh, free kick there against Smith, and for a second, the umpire gave a blow on the whistle after a bit of push and shove, and I thought, oh, she's not going to bring Smith to the line, are we? Deanna Smith, difficult angle, just inside the boundary line, in towards the southern end. Under a minute to go to half-time. Smith on the right boot. How does it look? It looks pretty good! Straight through. That was beautiful. And the Saints take the lead with 40 seconds to go to half-time. 2-2-14 to 2 straight 12. Coach Keller. Oh, absolutely. Look, the Dogs have done an incredible amount of work this quarter, almost relentlessly repelling the uh, Saints forward entries. If they could have gone to half-time with the lead, it would have been massive for their momentum. Look, as, as it is, they've done pretty well to hold the Saints to one goal, but boy, that does sting. 2-2-14, the Southern Saints, the Bulldogs 2 straight, 12. Umpire has the ball in the middle of the ground, 15 seconds. You'd say barely enough time for any side to push forward. 10 seconds to go. It almost feels like he's looking at the clock himself, and he does a false start. As now he comes in, throws the football up in the air. One out by Hines. Ball hit the ground. Pritchard feeds it out, and the siren sounds for half time, and the game is delivering between 6th versus 7th in the terms of pressure. The Saints lead by two points. And Sophie Fazalari, it's one of those games where we can kind of speculate who's had more opportunities. But let's be honest, in all reality, anybody's ball game. Exactly. Um, when we did the pre-match, who do you think is going to win? I said four, but I didn't say goals or points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I left it pretty ambiguous, but I was leaning more towards goals, but I think it's going to be points now. It's a closer game than what we thought it was. Just reading the body language here at uh, at halftime, Callum, you look around, which side kind of looks more up? I'm thinking the Saints, as much as no one's buoyant, the Saints are kind of like slapping hands of, yep, yep, we've got the lead. The Bulldogs, maybe body language looking a little bit, bit flat. Oh, the, the Dogs have had to do a lot of work this quarter just to stay. Uh, well, realistically, at, at even level, they've been running to stand still. They had a fantastic quarters from the likes of uh, Tassari, Wright, Marshall, Strawn, uh, Morrison. Their defence uh, with the player we believe is uh, Jemima Woods. Uh, they had fantastic quarters as defenders, but ultimately, when the defence is doing that much work, they're not able to create opportunities to get up forward. The ball just spent far too much time in, in the uh, Southern Saints' half. For the dogs Georgia Stathis is doing a lot of work up and down the ground. She's been on both ends of it. Um, and it, I could even just tell she started to wear down a little bit. There was looking at that at the end. Now, um, I can actually see on centre wing... Uh, Denny Maloney. Unfortunately, it looks like Denny Maloney on crutches uh, with her left ankle wrapped. 
So uh, dare say she's done for the afternoon. So, so the, uh, the attrition does continue on this match. We uh, saw Natasha Morris, the uh, late emergency, come onto the field for the Saints and out with what appeared to be a left knee injury and the Dogs now losing one of their own. So uh, two soldiers down in what has been a very high-paced battle. Now talking about players that are famous, AFLW players, Kate Shielk, uh, captain of the uh, Southern Saints, uh, Kilda Saints in the AFLW, walking by. Running running the drinks too, uh, know, knowing the role and playing the role, Sophie. <laughs> Fantastic. You'd love to see that VFLW footy, isn't it? The AFLW is just very giving. It's, I love that community feel. It's at eye level. Yeah. yeah. It's at eye level. It's great. The one thing also to add to that body language I should mention was the Saints jogged off the ground, the dogs walked off the ground. I did notice that. I thought to myself, if my captain made me run, I would be putrid <laughs> after a quarter of footy. Yeah. That was such high energy just like that. But but it, it kind of signals the language to me. The Saints might have that kind of gut feeling of if we can kick two goals to start this third quarter, we can bury them and that's it, yeah. that they'll fold. It looks like um, the doggies are conforming to their game style. And I think St Kilda just getting started. They're, they're warming up and they've had a really fierce first half. But I th we might be in for a second second game of football. Sometimes it, it is like that, isn't it? The first half is different to the second half. Well, you and I both said, Sophie, that second quarter when the Saints were barraging, that they, had that, they had yeah. set up and we thought, look, this is going to break open any second. Yeah. The Saints could get an absolute run on here. They didn't. Have they missed their chance, or can they do it again, and this time it'll be the dogs who fold rather than the Saints? Yeah. We, we keep talking about development versus wins, and we both had the feeling pre-game that both sides were going for the wins, but I keep looking at the doggies going, some players seem out of whack. I, I know she can play the defensive role, but you're thinking with those opportunities, why is Marshall in the forward line? And Hartwick was seen in the forward line. Would you go, yep. Hartwick is normally the player that you want to cross half-back, giving you that drive and run. It's like... You see a couple of players out of position going, if you were going for the win, I wouldn't quite have them where they are. I think they also moved uh, Fitzgerald around a fair bit in yeah, that first half. Yeah. I think Jess Fitzgerald, we saw up forward, we saw her down back as well. Mm, Lagoya was also spending time on the wing and half forward flank instead of engine room. So, yeah, very interesting to see uh, the thinking of Sean Kavanagh coming into this, uh, coming into you the don't second want to be half. Too strategical. You want to play your players where they play their best brand of football and I think that's where some teams lose or they they lose mentally and honestly on the scoreboard they try to do too much play to your strengths and trust your strengths we'll take this break at half time it's the Southern Saints 2-2-14 leading the Western Bulldogs 2 straight 12 we'll be back after this Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Been playing for a while. Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football 
always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, he answered... Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. 
So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. to Trevor Barker Beach Oval in Sandringham for the VFL Women's Match of the Day at halftime the Southern Saints 2-2-14 lead the Western Bulldogs 2 straight 12 the math is simple really if the Southern Saints win this game they'll have a two game and percentage lead on the rest of the chasing pack uh, heading in with two rounds to go. It's almost a lock on finals, not 100%, but almost there. However, if the Southern Saints do lose today, the Western Bulldogs will at least for the moment jump into the top six, but it will also open the door for North Melbourne and Carlton to try and sneak into the finals with two rounds to go. It is all on the line here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Peter Holden, Callum O'Connor and Sophie Fazolari with you. Let's talk about one side who, okay, mathematically could could maybe possibly make the finals if everything worked out well. And I mean absolutely everything. The Hawthorne Football Club, they're playing today against Wimstown. Uh, Meg Hutchins' third last game in a state league career. How it's going down there? Uh, so it looks like Hawthorne will be coming away with the four points and the uh, mathematical remains possible, Peter. So they're 6-7-43 in the last quarter. Williamstown and an accurate 2-9-21 at Downer Oval. So you'd expect the Hawks... Uh, from that position will have uh, encountered an opponent on their home ground and stormed the castle to win the match. Fair to say, uh, Safie, for, for, for both sides, Hawthorne and Weemstown, um, disappointing would be the word. Weemstown, yes, were going to struggle because they lost a number of their players to Port Melbourne just before the season starting a bit of shenanigans and stuff like that that was going on there. But Weemstown kind of started okay. Two wins out of five. They were competitive. 
we weren't necessarily saying finals form, but you're like, oh, yeah, they'll take a few scalps along the way. Injuries as such, they've faded away. And for the Hawks, all the hype, and then the delisted players coming in and some current AFLW's coming in. Hawthorne really flat at four wins for the year, you've got to say, have underperformed. I'm just thinking a lot of the chaos. They've got a lot going on, and they've got a lot of movement happening, but they're not really doing much with it. And I think they've got the club... You've got the, the men's club, too, who have been successful in recent years. They've got the resources. Mm. And, it, oh yeah, I would be a bit flat if I was in the Hawthorne camp, to be brutally honest with you. But with Williamstown, um, I think this was a really learning year for them to see what they're capable of and to see the players they can attract, especially with the, the GWS Giants. So um, I think they're in good stead for next year, and I think they've got a plan, and they know where they're going. As we see the Southern Saints out in the ground early in the huddle. The Bulldogs now down at the uh, northern end of the ground. Crowd has built up to around 200 here at uh, Sandringham. And, of course, uh, we should say uh, finals coming up uh, after the uh, Queen's birthday long weekend. For those that are planning, four weeks, final series, a top six. Finals venues not locked in yet. We are playing hypothetical and we believe probably the top sides will, will host. Um, grand final has not been decided yet, official date and venue, but I am hearing whispers around the traps that Port Melbourne is pitching to host the grand final. That is a beautiful ground Great idea. Deck. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give the thumbs up to that one. It would uh, would m m make sense. So not only a fantastic goal, but also an old traditional and well-esteemed uh, oval in VFL history. Also the grandstand too, that can house uh, a lot yes, of people from if from it our, does rain yeah. with Melbourne weather. For, from our perspective as a broadcasters, that's another little perk for us. And uh, should mention as well, probably ground capacity now, particularly since they brought in the new facilities, is probably about 8,000, which I think is about right for a VFLW-sized grand final. But, as we said, that's not locked in. That's one club pitching for it. Others could be, and it could be the top of the table hosting the grand final. Who knows? That is all still to be decided, and we wait, obviously, word from AFL House on that. We're just about ready to get the third quarter underway. Umpire making sure everyone is in position. We're doing the 5-6-5 and all of that. He looks over to the coffee van, sees they've got his order. Yep, and holds the football aloft. We are underway for the third term here on WRFradio.com. 89.1 FM at the Grand Delay Free and on the VFLW YouTube stream. Bring it to ground there was Tessari during the rack work for the Bulldogs. Umpire blows the whistle and uh, will call for another ball up. There's another instance of uh, Sean Kavanagh being more than happy to move the Magnus. Tessari swung out of defence and into the ruck. Also going through the hands there of Goodnick who couldn't hang on to the football. Kicking it off the carpet on that occasion was Vale. Moved it, above me, it wasn't Vale, it was uh, Smith who moved it forward for the Saints. Goes at inside 50. Came off hands, trying to duck and weave around there with Sarah Hartwig has now been moved to defence. Oops, she's copped it up. DeAngelis kicks around the corner and it's away to the left. Minus score, 2-3-15, the Southern Saints. Western Bulldogs, two straight 12. We've gone under a minute into this uh, third term. So thoughts on Sophie Fazilari? Petrina's lurking. She's playing a really good offensive role there. So I think she's going to get on the scoreboard soon. As the kick is along towards the uh, centre wing position. We'll come up several sets of hands. Annabelle Scott is there. There was uh, Pritchard. Got it over the top, looking for Brooke Hart. Was behind in the chase for the football there. Going in to pick it up and uh, drawing the player there was Capsalis. Did well. Hand pass over the top. Little chip kick going forward for the Saints. Was trying to find Bohanna. 
Got away from her. Rudin off the side of the boot. Oh, pickpocketed there by Stewart. Stewart now goes in the uh, DeAngelis direction. DeAngelis runs on the football. Goes in 5.50. DeAngelis is away to the right. Firing warning shots early, she is. 2-4-16, yeah. the Southern Saints. Two straight 12, the Western Bulldogs. This is a really good start for the Saints, isn't it? Already two attempts at score. So I think we said we wanted to see them break, break away early, and they are. Well, look, they can only threaten for so long. They really yeah. need to be starting to Executing put them, them... Yeah, they need to put that mental pressure on the dogs. And confirming the 56 is Eliza Vale, by the way, that oh, we're beautiful. looking for Old Mother Uni girl. As the ball is out on the centre wing position, spun around Annabelle Scott over around the football. Going with her was Capsalis. Ball on the deck in front of the old scoreboard here. Going to pick it up and go for a run to Yana Smith. Smith tries to work it in board. Getting up and turning around, had a priest. Amen. Now get it across quickly to Alice Burke. Burke works it wide. Mark taken there by Capsalis. Capsalis now has the football. Defensive side of centre wing on the beach road side of the ground. Kicks it long. Marshall tried to go for the spoil, but Hannah stood too tall. Hurriedly kicked the ball inside 50. Hardwick playing front posse here. Had it. Drew the play. Got the hand pass away while under pressure. Coming in there is Smith overran it. DeAngelis now tries to centre it. Looking for Rapari. Went through her hands. Rapari goes back in again to try and lay the tackle. Also coming in for support, Molly McDonald. And the umpire says it's going nowhere. It's locked in. We'll call for a ball up. 25 metres out from goal. Sophie Fazilari. I was just thinking, Eliza Vale came across with Izzy Huntington and she could have had every right to go to um, Melbourne Uni, so it's good they've retained a lot of those players. Yes, Bulldoggies. So the uh, crucial stability needed for the VFL uh, program to succeed. As uh, str Struggling to the feet there, is that uh, Patricios? Yes, indeed. And uh, according to the umpire, it looks like she cut one in the back and she'll end up having a free kick directly in front of goal. Very slow to get up. She's had a few high tackles too, so she's been throwing up the arms saying, where's my free kick? So I'm sure she's wrapped with this. Yeah, it's good that it's, it's, it's an old local uh, football tradition that it's good to see as carried into VFL women's of making, the, <laughs> making sure the AFL players uh, know where they are as they come back. Exactly. Patrikios directly in front as hit the woodwork. Hello, Wilbur. Mm. It's a Wilbur post. And uh, two five seventeen <laughs> for the Southern Saints. <laughs> The Bulldogs, two straight 12. If I was a young kid with the uh, record in front of me, I reckon I already would have dobbed that in the goals column before she kicked it. Oh, dear. The Saints are just letting the Bulldogs breathe, aren't they? As Three misses. Fitzgerald goes long and up the line. Came off several sets of hands. Waiting at the back there and going for a run was Capsalis. Managed to somehow get a trouble and then a kick got smothered off the boot. Curly jumps in there for the Saints as well. Umpire asks for the football back. Immediately caught with the ball was Asiak. And will restart the play. Up it goes in the air again. Doing the ruck work there for the Saints was Lucy Burke. Managed to punch the football forward. Tessari chasing after it. Casales as well. Ball still hasn't gone out. Still alive and in. Georgia Stathis with a hand pass under pressure to Gutnick. Gutnick going up the line looking for Lagoya. Got knocked away from her. Pritchard drew the play and went with a hand pass while under pressure. Lagoya down to Scott. That's beautiful hand passing there by the Bulldogs as they move it up the line towards Brooke Hart. Brooke Hart to the half forward flank. Got spot from behind. Put it to the ground. Gave it to a teammate who got caught by three. Saints players going nowhere. And the umpire says, oh, I'd better take that football back. The player caught with it. In the end, it was the number 61 in Asiak. Really good to see that give and receive on that wing from the doggies just then. That's where you really want to see. And they'll need to keep playing like that to stay in the contest. Seeing it over the boundary line and out of bounds. Elizabeth Georgia Stathis. 
We'll throw it in front of our broadcast position. Apologies for any stumbles from me, by the way, during the commentary. Coming off an overnight shift and a 20-minute power nap. As we wait for the football to come back into play. Spinning back in. Hines went over her head. Umpired the, off the ball says that's a push in the back. Free kick for the Southern Saints. Alexandra Hines with the football. Looked right, looked left, and decided to put it straight down the throat of Hannah Priest. Priest with the footy. Halfback flank. Broadcast side of the ground. Gets on the right boot, goes towards centre wing. Plenty of flyers for the football. Goodnick was one of them who brought it to ground. Lagoya fed it out, taken away by Stewart. Trying to find DeAngelis, taken away from her by Vale. Vale towards centre half forward position, spoiled from, spoiled from behind with Sargent. Coming away with a football. Priest again towards the centre wing, Beach Road side of the ground. Calling for it, Van Dyke knocked away from her. Doggies again will attack. Rudin set up the hand pass. A teammate going nowhere. And the umpire says, let's restart the play. 52 metres out from the Bulldogs' goal coming towards the southern end of the ground. Some thoughts from Callum O'Connor. Uh, LaJoya's just uh, quietly snuck down. Now she's uh, being positioned by Priest, but uh, she's bounced a bit around the field today, and we've also seen Hartwig now playing in defence. So the Dogs moving their AFL players around. Advantage page to Gutnick, who bounces towards goal. It's away to the left. 2-1-13, the Bulldogs. The Saints, 2-5-17. Seven minutes gone, third term. I think fatigue is starting to settle in because the inaccuracy on goal is pretty clear. There was actually a really good instance yeah. there of the dogs uh, getting the ball, moving it quickly as they've done all day, but that deeper entry suddenly makes it so much more dangerous. When the ball's landing in the squares, you have another chance here, Pete. Yeah, taken by Scott after it was turned over, and Annabelle Scott has put the Bulldogs back in front. Great kick straight from the middle of that 50, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, let, let that Launched one go. R ran from the plane, maybe kicked that from 40 metres. But uh, again, when the ball's landing closer to goal, the dogs look so much more dangerous. One thing for the, with the ball to pitch 35 out, and they're thinking, OK, maybe we can uh, pick the ball up here and get a shot on goal, or we can lay a tackle when the Saints get to it first. Saints gave them that tiny bit of breathing room, and they just took it, didn't they? Well, this is now, this is now two quarters in a row. Saints, most of the play dogs then kicking the goal and the dogs now with the lead again they're just capitalizing on those little opportunities aren't they it was originally uh, for those listening on radio van dyke in the back pocket it went to go to jolliffe but it went straight over her head and annabelle scott picked it up from 45 out and said thank you very much and slotted it home pritchard takes the ball out of the middle here for the dogs had to sell the candy to get around curly goes towards the half forward flank beach road side of the ground at the feet there of brooke Hartz, who trapped it with a foot then tried to pick it up again then got turned inside out Stewart managed to get the hand pass away. Coming through is McLean. McLean out towards the centre wing position. Intercepted though. Taken by Eliza Vale. Vale wants to come back in towards the centre of the ground. Had a player on here. And taking the mark is Morrison. Morrison towards the half forward flank. Low trajectory kick. Taking the ball on her knees though is Rudin. Rudin has it. Swings around 55 metres out from goal directly in front. Goes towards the hotspot. At the fingertips of Fitzgerald. Who couldn't hang on to it. Got it back again. Fitzgerald with a snap towards the top of the goal square. Getting back there and taking a mark for the Saints is Alice Burke. Burke gets the hand pass to Van Dyke. Van Dyke in the forward pocket. Goes with a further hand pass. Looking for Curly. Missed her. Curly has to bend down and try and pick up the ball with two Bulldogs coming at her. Curly fighting in hard ball's going to be trapped and the umpire says we'll call for a ball up 48 meters out from goal again very exciting entry the Bulldogs able to use the switch and give uh, Pritchard the chance to kick from 50 as opposed to on the run under pressure from 60 or 70 out deeper entry is the key for the dogs getting on top in this passage Pritchard hand pass over the top finds Georgia Stathis kick towards 
goal close towards the boundary line, but the mark is taken by Molly McDonald before it hit the point post. They're a different team when they have those deep inside forward entries, aren't they, Cal? Very much so. Look, how, how much more dangerous do they look? How much more under pressure do the uh, Saints look? As Hines uh, couldn't quite hold that mark, Pete. Yeah, and brought the football to ground, and everyone's going to jump on it. We'll call for a ball up. So I'm liking, look, this last five minutes have been really, really good for the Dogs. They've gotten the goal, but they really need a goal or two more now yeah. because the Saints have been able to control so much more of this contest. Pritchard managed to get rid of the football before being pinned. Hurry kick by the Bulldogs going inside towards their fourth pocket. Van Dyke, strong in defence again, takes the mark. Van Dyke goes for a run. Dangerous quick across the face of goal, particularly Fitzgerald coming. Mark taken there by Hannah Priest. Hannah Priest in the back pocket, broadcast side of the ground. You're on WARFradio.com, the home of women's footy, and also on the VFLW YouTube stream. She goes short to Lucy Burke. Burke with the football on the right boot. Tries to go towards her half-back flank. Now inside the 50-metre arc. Two-on-one. Numbers favouring the Dogs. Lagoya beats out Patricio. No, Patricio's buries Lagoya. Lagoya goes like, what a mouthful of dirt. <laughs> and we'll get up, and the umpire will take the football back and says, that's fair, that's footy. So we'll throw the football up. 65 metres out from goal. And away we go again. Rudin doing the ruck work versus Hines. Patricios had it, caught immediately by Pritchard. Stolen by the Doggies, and then stolen back by the Saints through Smith. She got brought to ground by Gutnick. That was an impressive handball when you're sitting on the ground. I would, would not have that much core strength just to <laughs> get it that high. Umpire throws the football up in the air, and away we go again. Hines wins the tap down. Maybe Paterna being held on to. The umpire missed it. Rudin kicked around the corner, trying to find Lagoya. Close towards the boundary line, over and out. Lagoya got the little hand, and I don't argue from Lucy Burke on the way through. And we'll call for a ball in front of our broadcast position. Annabelle's got very lucky to get away with that, holding the man there. Our Sunday game for next week, we haven't locked in yet if we're doing one or both games, but we can tell you next Saturday, Victoria Park, we will bring you Collingwood and Geelong. The top two clash as the ball's thrown back into play. And, oh, that's a rough tackle as the umpire comes in and says, footy back, please. Annabelle Scott getting crunched into the turf. We throw the football up in the air. Bahana versus Danae Maloney. Both rucks missed it. Batuna draw the player looking for Curly. Misfired the hand pass. Curly bumped off of it. Tricks there by Sargent. Couldn't quite hang on to it. Fitzgerald wanted to go for the snap. Curly knocked it out of her hands. And the umpire says, in fact, it's dropping the football. Fitzgerald arguing the case. And it will be a free kick going the way of the Southern Saints. Now, Curly should take this free, am I, am I right? Yeah, Sophie? exactly. But she's already ran 50 metres away. So he's just given up and given it to Petuna. Petuna's kicking across the face of goal. Is woeful. In goes Hart. Hart off the ground. Oh, dear, oh, me. If Dale Robertson hasn't thrown their headset through the window of the coach's box... She has got excellent Hard. control of her temper. Oh, God, there, was, there wasn't even a high-risk, high-reward. She's gone for a switch straight in the square, no more than two metres out from goal. Three on one. Oh, Football no. rules 101. She'd be spewing with that. But Brooke Hart's was spewing before when she dropped the mark earlier on. She chased the ball out to the 50 line. So I think she'd be really wrapped with that goal because I could tell she dropped her head and she thought she'd let the team down. So... Good on her for finally getting one on the board today. This match has been such a, a topsy-turvy one, Sophie. Momentum swung back and forth, but the Dogs now have the biggest lead of the match in eight points. The next goal for them would be immense. 4-1-25 to 2-5-17. Ball out of the middle. And there, umpire says, high, high, high. Free kick for the Doggies. Being taken high was Gutnick. 
Gutnick on the right boot going straight down the line. Was trying to find uh, the player there in Sargent. Went through her hands. But they are going to run it inside 50 through Lagoya. Lagoya from 45 is away to the right. And will register as a minor score. 4 2 26. Southern Saints 2 5 17. 13 and a half minutes gone, third term. Here on WRFradio.com. Ball back into play. Lagoya creating pressure. Almost gave a little ear massage on the way through to Van Dyke. Sophie, it's hard to believe that 10 minutes ago we were wondering which side was uh, going the to break have the, away. the cost of fatigue because the dogs are playing out of their skins. This is Absolutely. electric footy and the confidence is growing. Bertuna's kick is intercepted by Vale. Vale goes back inside 50. McLean dropped it when she should have tried to swallow it. Umpire comes in and says, I'll take the football back, please. Uh, Baloney hitting the ground. I could smell snags in the barley before, but I didn't realise Bulldogs would kick two snags straight <laughs> after that thought. <laughs> Going in there, bringing to the ground is Bohanna. Scrapping out for Jolliffe. She can't get it out. Umpire circling. Still calling play on, play on. Mate, I don't think it's coming out. And um, now we'll call for a ball up. At the start of this quarter, St Kilda looked really promising, but Doggies have just given us a different level of footy this second half, haven't they? As umpire says, uh, there's an infringement in the ruck for shepherding in the ruck, and it's a free kick going the way of Bohanna for the Southern Saints. So the Saints have got the footy. 40 metres out from defensive goal. They go with a low flat kick. Mark taken there by Van Dyke. Van Dyke working wide. Uh-oh. Bounced away from Hannah Priest. Guess what? Lasso rule. Fitzgerald to take it in. From about 55 metres out, Fitzgerald, the Milo kid, swings around on the right boot, pumps it towards the pockets, and a mark taken by Pritchard. And Callum O'Connor, you just feel like the Bulldogs are lifting and lifting and the Saints are imploding. Well, for so long we were expecting the Saints to start making their dominance inside 50 pay. The difference has been the Bulldogs are doing it. If they kick the goal now, it's three in about six minutes. It's not just the repeat entry. It's the efficiency that they're showing. So Pritchard, 45 degree angle, kicking from 37 metres out towards the southern end. On the left, how does it look? Away to the left, minus score. So that brings him to 4-3-27 to 2-5-17. Here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Ten-point lead for the Doggies in the sixth versus seventh battle. Taking a run out of full back there is Van Dyke. Hand pass over the top to Alice Burke. Back to Van Dyke. Van Dyke hugging close towards the boundary line. Mark taken by Molly McDonald. McDonald with a footy. Half-back flank. Decides to go with a short spearing pass. Finds Jolliffe. Jolliffe with a footy. Looks into the sun. And wants some options. Gets on the right boot, works wide, almost through the fingertips of Bahana, but she manages to hold on to it. Tara Bahana, still defensive side of centre, goes up the line, through the hands there of Rudin, mark taken by DeAngelis. DeAngelis gives off the hand pass to Jolliffe. Jolliffe going for the run and goes long inside 50. Betts dropped it, waiting at the back there. Hartwick drew the player, gave it across to Marshall. Marshall on the left boot, going up the woods centre wing, taking it as Georgia Stathis. How dispiriting for the Saints. Their first entry in nearly 10 minutes and Hartwick says, well, I've got about 10 seconds of work to do here and rebounds. And now get a hand pass over the top for the Doggies. Brooke Hards has the ball being harassed there by Van Dyke. Fitzgerald looking for Pritchard. Pritchard on the left boot working towards the pocket looking for Sargent. 
Now Lagoya, Lagoya dancing. Lagoya drew the player. Hair pass was too much of a hot potato. Saints will clean it up here. What on earth was that kick? Georgia McLean has been watching how I hit wedges on the golf course. I'm not quite sure what she was going for there. Well, there yeah. wasn't really an option. Was she trying to rush it, it was, from 25 out? She was trying to... <laughs> She was trying to kick across the face, but she put a nasty hook on it. It went backwards about 15 metres. And now it gives a shot on goal here for the Doggies through Brittany Goodnick, who's thinking about passing. Now we've got the side of the boot, and she puts it out of bounds on the full. All I can say is pressure, pressure, pressure. The Dogs are bringing it. In the first quarter, when the Dogs had their extended run inside forward 50, we were able to see uh, the likes of Priest, uh, Van Dyke, Neves particularly, they were able to weather the storm. Yeah. Now the, the wall is breaking, and here go the dogs again. Morrison pumps it long. Two on one. The numbers favour the Saints, and getting back there to take a mark is Hannah Priest. And Priest will kick across the face of goal. Just managing to hang on to it. Jade Van Dyke. Van Dyke takes a bounce and goes for a run. Van Dyke on the right boot towards the halfback flank. Mark taken out there by Molly McDonald. McDonald for the Saints. If Van Dyke wasn't playing, I reckon Doggies would get a few more. She's playing a really good role down there for the Saints today. She's loving the freedom of just being the uh, intercept defender. She does it so beautifully, doesn't she? Aerial in the air. Has time. Kicked it long towards centre wing, held up on that occasion by a couple of players in Rapari and Pritchard. The umpire calls for a ball up, and that's what we do. We reset the play. Annabelle Scott tried to bring down her opponent, and Patrikios, who almost brought down Rain with a kick. Molly McDonald now pumps it up the line for the Saints towards it half forward for Bahana. Came off her hands. Deanna Smith goes for a run. Smith kicks the football. Bouncing football. Bouncing across the face of goal to the left before DeAngelis can get there and will go through for a minor score. What, what, what an almost quarter DeAngelis has had. Two points that just missed. If that one had just slowed up a bit, she would have run on and tapped through the easiest of goals. 2-6-18, the Saints, the Bulldogs, 4-3-27. Under a minute remaining in this third term. Here's the kick by the Bulldogs looking in the direction of Pritchard. Come off her hands, harassing up behind Georgia Stathis. And the umpire says it's going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up. They do call this a premiership quarter, so I wonder if Doggies will take this game away. They have been so dominant here. As the ball is thrown up in the air, ruck work done by Rudin. Georgia Stathis, hurry, little kick, Rapari. Missed out on it when she tried to put boot to ball. Rapari goes in for a second tackle, getting Scott. Little wedge, Jolliffe, worked it sideways. Now the kick from Patricky. Oh, it's towards the top of the goal square. Will come off hands. 2-7-19, the Southern Saints. 4-3-27, the Western Bulldogs. And that is three-quarter time. Let me put it to you another way. Saints, nine scoring shots. Bulldogs, seven scoring shots. But it is the Bulldogs who lead by eight points. Well, that quarter, the Bulldogs. Uh, t- that quarter, the Bulldogs, two goals, three. Saints, five behinds. So this way, this is what we talked about uh, at halftime, Sophie. Did the Saints have another shot in them to be able to get, make the most of their dominance? If they got that dominance again, would they kick goals? They had their chances. They've missed them. The Dogs, by contrast, conversely, played their best football of the day in that quarter. They had them, but I think Bulldogs are playing a very good defensive pressure because St Kilda are winning the taps. Patrikios and Rapari are picking up the ball clean at every single tap out and contest, but Doggies are playing a really good defensive brand and they're capitalising on their opportunities which is what is keeping them in that game. And as we said before, fatigue is settling in a little, especially in the St. Kilda camp. And 
if they really need to slow down and compose themselves because we know they play really good. They can use a corridor really well, but they're not getting that vision. Which they're is actually probably antithetical to how they've played all day. When they've been confronted with the challenge, when they've been confronted with the risk, their response has been, all right, let's take it up a notch. Now they're behind by eight points. They actually probably need to take camp, Pete, and say, okay, you know what? We probably need to control the ball, make sure that we're going inside forward 50. We're, hit, we're hitting targets. We're not just getting the ball in there deep and saying, okay, we've got runners who can do the rest. We need our forwards to start having good, considered shots at goal on the set shot. I'm just trying to look for the wind at the ground to try and judge which direction's going because if anything, it's it's a slight breeze, but I wouldn't say feathering either end. Yeah, maybe we are pushing to the beach road end, just looking at those uh, fine gum trees up there. Yes, not they're not swaying like it's a gale. No, so it's, it's a rare, which, it's a rare which thing. Which we've had for a few times here at Sandy. For Sandy. Uh, so I think safe to say uh, the wind will not have an impact in a match at uh, Trevor Barker Beach Trail, which is a rare thing. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at three-quarter time. The score shows the Western Bulldogs are leading by eight points. 4-3-27, the Southern Saints, 2-7-19. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. On WARFradio.com, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Peter Holden, Callum O'Connor and Sophie Basilari with you at Trevor Barker Beach Oval in Sandringham where the Western Bulldogs lead by eight points. Don't forget, next week we will be bringing you Collingwood versus Geelong, the top two clash from Victoria Park. And then on the Sunday... If the Bulldogs continue to win this game, we'll attempt our best to bring you two games next Sunday because then it's on for young and old, the Saints versus North Melbourne. 
at 12 o'clock here at Trevor Barker Oval. And then at 4 p.m., the Bulldogs playing Casey. Well, this is the beauty, Pete, of the uh, late-season home-and-away match between sides who are fighting for that last spot in the finals. It is always a ripper. It doesn't matter what competition you're in. So, at the moment, as we said with the calculations, if the Bulldogs win, that means still alive in the finals race will be the Bulldogs, the Saints, Carlton and North Melbourne. If the Saints win... It doesn't quite knock out the other three, but the Saints are just about home and hose. That's how much rides on this final quarter here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. I don't think saving them is their percentage is really good. I think they're about 34% yeah. above doggies. So it would be... I don't think you'd want to lose it if you were them today, would you? No, indeed. As No, no need to make life harder for yourself. Yeah, exactly. As we wait for the umpire to restart play here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. He looks in the sun, makes sure everything is in readiness. And then we're going to be underway for a cracking final quarter. Ball is high in the air. Here we go at Trevor Barker Beach Oval in Sandringham. Can the Bulldogs hang on? Their seventh spot leading six, they lead by eight points. Here's the tap, ball hits the ground. Fortuna hand pass out while under pressure. Coming through there was Goodnick. Got pushed as she kicked the football. Ball hit the deck. Hurry little hand pass out. Managing to find Smith. Smith's hand pass just went straight up and straight back down again. Coming in to lay the tackle, Eliza Morrison. Umpire says going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up. Just on the edge of the centre square, favouring the beach side of the ground. Hines brings the football down. Goodnick gets a little bit of a shove. Plenty of push and shove in this quarter, isn't it? I love to see it in the final quarter that both teams are getting fired up. And Jolliffe uh, is held up, gives the football back to the umpire. Georgia Stathis gets up, I think, a little sore. Also trying to suck in the big breaths there is Tassari, who realises, oops, I've got to go up in the ruck here. Hines brings it to ground. Ducking and weaving there. It's Pritchard trying to find the hand pass. All locked up once again. Umpire will ask for the football back. Now, Dale Robinson's uh, rolled the dice that her side will win the forward entries because uh, Georgia Patrikios is down there, one out in the Saints forward line. And she's got a matchup against Sarah Hartwig. That is very interesting. Rapari almost overran the football. Going in there and laying the tackle is Tiana Smith. Put the wheel clamp on. The umpire says going nowhere. We'll ask for the football back. We'll throw it high in the air and away we go again. Hines. Pushed right down the throat there. Stewart who kicked it towards half forward. Awkward bouncing football. Patrikios came out the minute, overran it. Hartwig just escorted the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. And we'll call for a ball in. Right in front of our broadcast position. Almost two minutes gone in the final quarter. Southern Saints attacking the southern end of the ground. They trail by eight points. Ball spinning back into play. Hines tapped it down. Great working work to Stewart on the pummy on the left boot. McDonald and it's away to the right hand side. God, that was actually beautiful ruck work and beautiful front and centre roving by McDonald. 2 8 20 the Saints, 4 3 27 the Bulldogs. Seven point lead to the Doggies. Marshall brings the ball back in. Booming kick in towards the centre square. Standing tall there. Hines got knocked off the ball at the crucial moment. Rudin trying to get a hand pass away. Morrison chasing after the football with Molly McDonald. McDonald picked it up. Had to corral and get the hand pass around to Smith. Smith on the right boot. Now kicking towards the half forward flank position. Harris harassed from behind by Vale. Harris off the side of the boot. Diving forward is Hartwig. Fighting for it with Patrikios. Stalemate. 35 metres out from goal. We'll call for a ball up. Sophie Fazolari. 
Danny Marshall just was really smart and read that St Kilda were building that wall, so she decided to kick over the wall onto the flank, and sadly, it did get marked by a St Kilda player. Ball on the ground. Morrison picked it up, got brought down by McDonald. Gutnick trying to get a hurried hand pass out. Georgia Stathis goes into the turf. Umpire says no proper opportunity. Either that or he's feeling a bit insecure and wanted to hug himself. And we'll call for a ball up. 55 metres out from the Southern Saints goal. We restart play again. Hines does the leaping work. Stewart overran it. Jolliffe got it. No proper opportunity. Again, we'll reset play 50 metres out from goal. So, Sophie, we're just touching back on the uh, Marshall kick. We talked in the second quarter about the dogs getting caught on the uh, pyre at the top of the 50. They're looking to clear it now. They've learned. Stewart looking in the Protrichios direction. Hartwig, spalled from behind. Hartwig again. Smashes the snap into the direction of Vale. Vale across to Rudin. Rudin quickly by hand. Above it was strong, pardon me. By hand to Morrison. Now kicks it in towards the half-back flank. Now half-forward flank because it's an intercept. It is taken by the Southern Saints and McLean. McLean has the football. 65 metres out from home. Looking for an option. Looking for someone. Bahana or Patrikios gets the hurry up from the umpire. Kicks it in the Bahana direction. Three to beat. Went over her head out the back. Vale took the mark. And read it easy. Right in front of our broadcast position. Kicks the ball short. I know we just touched on Marshall, Cal, but I reckon these AFLW players are really important in these final games of the VFLW season. They know how to slow the game down and play a structured game, which is what you need sometimes. They will have the composure. Georgia Stathis long and high up towards centre wing. Came off hands. Bounced around the football and it now goes over and out. We'll call for a throw in. If you've just joined us, the Bulldogs 4 3 27, the Southern Saints 2 8 20, four and a half minutes gone, final term. Now, Sophie, how long do you think uh, St Kilda, that's the Southern Saints, will leave uh, Patrikios as a forward if they're not kicking goals? I reckon I'll probably get to the 10 minute halfway mark of this quarter. If she's not kicking goals, they're going to have to put her in there to help. Yeah, because she's not going to get space off Hartwick. Now, Hartwick nah. is no slouch as a footballer. She will not give Patrikios space. We know Patrikios wants the ball in space at ground level where she's at her best. She's going to struggle to get that in this last quarter up forward. And exactly. They're not giving her that space. Fitzgerald goes long with a kick towards the half-forward flank. Now half-back flank for the uh, Southern Saints. Priest under pressure, trying to get a hand pass over the top. Annabelle Scott's got the football now. Goes off the side of the boot. Oh, excellent slips catch mark. Taken there by Jade Van Dyke. The one thing about Hartrick, as we mentioned earlier, this used to be her home ground when she played for the Sandringham Dragons, so we'll know how to play it well from a defensive point of view. She may have never seen it without a blowing gale, though. Yeah, very true. Short now to Hannah Stewart. Hannah Stewart now has the ball at centre-half back for the Saints. Elects to work wide. Two on two, awkward bounce, trying to get the puncher behind is Gutnick. Saints keep it alive, though, this occasion through Capsalis and towards centre wing. Goes the hand pass, looking for Curly, close towards the boundary line. Curly managed to keep the football in. Curly going for the run on the right boot. Dribbles the football forward. Hartwick played in front of Patrickios, read the ball well, went for Vale. Just managed to keep the ball in play. Hand pass over the top there is Strawn. Strawn goes back. DeAngelis, smart little tap to Patrickios. Got it back to DeAngelis. Goes for the little chip towards the pocket. Marshall went to ground, but Hannah couldn't hold it. And she jabbed it back to Marshall and said, thank you. Got it across to Betts. Trapping it in front, though, is Curly, 40 metres out from goal. Now having the football is uh, Pritchard gave it across to Georgia Stathis. Georgia Stathis goes to Fitzgerald who pushed up the ground. The Milo kick with the ball at the half-back flank. It is Fitzgerald. Goes towards centre wing position. Strong mark taken there by Woods. Woods swings around on the right boot. Goes towards centre half forward here for the Bulldogs. Awkward bouncing ball. Knees missed it but will receive it from her teammate. Knees with a little short kick though. Works out okay. Taking it to Van Dyke. 
Van Dyke with the football off the edge of the centre square. Wants to switch to Neve, who's now got some space. Rebecca Neves will run onto it. Centre wing, beach side of the beach road side of the ground. Goes with a short little kick. Works out okay to Bahana, who pushed up the ground to get away from Marshall. Bahana with the ball. Goes with a hand pass. Now they're going to pump it inside 50. Here comes Patrikios from behind. It went over her head. Taken away easily by Hartwig, who gives it across to Morrison. Morrison on the left boot. Goes in towards the centre of the ground. Floating football over the head there of Ellisberg. Getting back there and spinning around is Sergeant while under pressure. Got it to Hards who had to pick it up off the ground. Tried to go to Sergeant, missed her. Boom! Burke got dumped into the turf. And the umpire had already blown the whistle and said it's a free kick. Going the way of Caitlin Sargent. Back on Patrikios. I know they've locked her down here, but she's good enough to be playing in that midfield and then can follow her kick into the forward. So I, I think St Kilda really do need to change that up if they want to be a contender to win this game. Curly is intercepted for the Saints. Got it out towards the wing beach road side of the ground. Now back with the doggies because Marshall worked up the ground. Marshall dribbles the ball inside 50. Had it momentarily. There was Woods. Had to go back in again. Saints ball though. Popped out quickly though to Hines. Hines had to get rid of it because it was a hot potato ball. Hit the turf. Umpire says no. Holding the ball. And it's going the way of the Bulldogs and Caitlin Sargent. Sergeant is 55 metres out from home, half forward flank, further spot from our broadcast position. Goes in towards the forward pocket. Priest work from behind. Curly received. Now hand pass looking for Priest. Marshall going with her. Marshall laid on the good bump. Priest went to the ground, got the footy. Hand pass to Curly. Curly had to spin around while under trouble. Now got it across to McLean. McLean. Tries to get it towards the half-back flank position. Rapari overran the football. In goes Annabelle Scott. Everyone wants to jump on top of the football, and the umpire says, I'll restart the play, thanks. Eight and a half minutes gone in the final term. Bulldogs really looking to push this here. They've had they've had the, another run where the Saints have dominated forward entry for no avail. A goal here, I don't, I don't want to say knife in the heart too lightly, but uh, it would be a long way back from uh, 13 points down for the Southern Saints. Well, the ball's in Burke's backyard as Alice Burke now takes it from defence and tries to find uh, the player out there in Rabari who got held up. Had support from Neves. Now Hannah Stewart. Stewart towards centre wing looking for Patrikios. Outward there by, Mar uh, by the Hartwick. Hartwick ducked and then put it on the left boot. Goes up the line. Going to be, well, I was going to say in an intercept. It was being read well there originally by Lucy Burke who dropped it. Had a teammate though who managed to clean it up for her. They got it across to Curly. Curly thought about going back and thought, oops, I better go the other way to the beach road side of the ground. Nothing really on here. Danielle Marshall will run onto it for the Bulldogs. Marshall goes up towards half forward. Morrison had it momentarily. Dropped it. Managed to get to the teammate and Gutnick. Gutnick goes inside 50. And the mark is taken by Caitlin Sargent. So Sargent, close towards the boundary line. Tight angle will be kicking from 35 and a half metres out. Halfway mark of the final term. Seven point lead currently to the Bulldogs. As we wait for Sargent to come in. And that Nail. might be all, folks. Nail in the coffin, I think. Look, on a day when Mark's inside 50 had been a premium, I think it's really fitting that what could well be the ceiling goal has been kicked by good, patient, but not slow, but patient work inside 50. Sergeant pushed up to take the mark, took a tough one on the one-on-one, -on -one and then kicked the goal. No slight saying, 35 out right on the boundary, halfway through the last quarter. Huge. 
and particularly in the context of the game where you're fighting for a final spot. That's some pressure. 5-3-33, the Bulldogs, the Saints, 2-8-20. So the Saints need three goals to win it with under 10 minutes remaining. Mind you, though, and unfortunately it was against them, though, Geelong kicked four goals in seven minutes last week to win it. Can they do the reverse here at Sandringham? As the ball hit the ground, trying to come through, there is Jolliffe who kept the ball in front of herself. Jolliffe got the football back, ripped up by Pritchard. Put into the turf, and the umpire says going nowhere. And you've, In fact, you've been caught for holding the football, and Pritchard will take the free kick. Isabel Pritchard finds the ball just forward of centre. Goes for a run. On the left, pumps it inside 50. Mark taken for the Saints. She was pretty keen there. She said, giddy up, let's get this inside the forward 50. Patrikios has now been moved onto the ball. Her kick, though, was uh, almost going to be turned over. Had support as Curly came in to pick it up off the ground. And the umpire asked for the football back. It was Gogos that had it momentarily. As we throw the football up on the half-forward flank for the Doggies. Rudin doing the ruck work. Tackle behind by Georgia Stathis. Ball in heavy traffic at the half-forward flank for the Doggies. Beach side of the ground. The umpire will ask for the football back. We'll get some thoughts again from Sophie Fazilari. The Dogs just peppering any lace. Want it to lock it inside that forward 50. If they can create that wall and not let it out like Saints were doing. But I think they have, yeah. They, can, they can afford to now. They don't have to kick yeah. any more goals. They just have to stop uh, the Saints kicking three of them. So uh, Robinson's uh, run the changes. She's pushed the nuke and brought Patrikios into the midfield. Ten-minute mark, you asked me. I said halfway through. That's another one to your scoreboard. So well Thank done. you. Alice Burke decides to go for the switch and goes towards the half-back flank. And uh, they'll end up working it wide using Molly McDonald. Too late for them to bring in Patricio, so. Well, it's going to have to be some lightning movement. Like, it's yeah. been a fast game, but goals have not been easy to come by, and due to how uh, well the defensive structures of both sides have held up. Smith was running with great speed, but running sideways, essentially, and managed to find Batuna. Batuna's got Curly, who pushed up the ground. Curly goes for a run, kicks inside 50. They've got a player on, but the kick went over her head, and Hartwig manages to punch the ball away, though, from uh, the player in Kearns. Post towards the boundary line and out of bounds. Maybe that sums up the Saints' day. Well, that is, that, you're very, very right, Pete. But it also didn't because on that occasion, they were able to find the target inside uh, 50. It was good work from the middle of the ground. They made the switch. They made the room. Kearns was, had the seat and then was just, just under it. And Hartwig, now two massive uh, efforts in the last quarter to spoil what would have been certain goals for the Saints. Appealing, saying, I'm being held. The umpire agrees to Hannah Stewart. She'll have the ball at 55 metres out from goal. This six and a half minutes remaining in the game and they need three goals to win it. It's a 13-point lead to the Bulldogs. Here's the kick up the line and a mark taken by Kearns. She's got her chance now. A shot on goal. Her angle, tighter than a 45-degree angle, but kicking from 25 out. Not the right side for a right footer either. At all. But I think we just saw a glimpse in a passage of play where Saints were finally reading each other. And I think that's really important is you need to read how your plays are going to play. And the Doggies are doing that perfectly. They know the distance of what they can handball, where they can kick. She gets very close to the player on the mark. Never looked confident and it's away to the right. It was a stuttering approach. I think she looked like she'd realised she'd gotten too close just as she went to drop it. And it was uh, a narrow ball drop and a narrow kick. 2-9-21, 2-9-21, the Southern Saints, 5-3-33, the Bulldogs. 14 and a half minutes gone in the final term as the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds, juggled around by Neves and Strawn. And we'll call for a ball in that 
55 metres out from goal. Even two goals, the difference. Two goals for the Saints in a draw, really to mess up the finals calculations for everybody. <laughs> Set the cat amongst the pigeons, Pete. Let's hit the chaos button. <laughs> As it's thrown back into play, Rudin smacked the ball around. Asiak tries to jump in there. Umpire circling. There's what? obviously enough time for them to make a surge and get up and about, but I just think Doggy's pressure is phenomenal at the moment, and I don't see them breaking through that. Ball's thrown up in the air. Five minutes remaining in the match. Asiak over around the football. Trying to jump in there, but Tina couldn't get it out. Fighting for a Capsalis. Waiting on the outside. Asiak again. Scott feeds the hand pass out. Was trying to find Fitzgerald. Umpire said copped it too high. Annabelle Scott gets the free kick. And she finds herself on centre wing. Decides to work it sideways. And uh, taking the mark is uh, Gemma Lagoya, who is hiding almost in the shadows. Lagoya. Goes inside 50 with the kick. Spoiled from behind by Lucy Burke. Now trying to kick along the ground. Anna Stewart wrapped up by Brooke Hards. Umpire blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. Callum O'Connor, we've got four minutes remaining in the game. Saints have got to throw everything at the dogs now, but they've also got to do it with a composure that they have lacked for the best part of three and a half quarters. Ball's one down, hand pass. Taken away by Fitzgerald for the doggies. And goes inside 50 through several sets of hands. Oh, it got out the back. What a tackle laid on by McDonald. The Bulldogs player that was almost away was Sargent. And if that tackle wasn't laid, that was going to be well and truly game over. So maybe she's giving him a sniff, but the, got the ball deep in defence with under four minutes remaining. Patrikios, she has the ball, but really at the wrong end of the ground. 30-odd metres out from her own defensive goal. Gets on the right, works it wide to a pack situation that was going to be always read easy by Pritchard. Patrikios's uh, disposal has been very un-Patrikios in this last quarter. That's two direct turnovers uh, in the defensive half of the ground. Pritchard goes towards it half forward. Morrison picked it up off the drop. Ball on the deck. And it can't be extracted out. And the umpire is going to ask for it back. Annabelle Scott was the last one to hand it back to the umpire. Three minutes remaining in the game. Two-goal lead to the Doggies here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Here's a chance now for Jollop. Kicks it. Bit of juice on the kick. Vale over around the football. Rapari still going. Rapari still going. Ball now hit the ground as Rapari comes in to lay another tackle. Umpire says it's all held up. Sophie Fazalari, this has got to be the moment now for the Saints if they're to stay alive. Yeah. The, who do they've got? They've got Bahana down there waiting. So if they can get it to her, she's got good, strong hands. Coming through there, Annabelle Scott, hand pass to Betts. Betts now works the ball sideways towards the beach side of the ground. Picking up the football, Gogos, hand pass. Managing to find Hards. Hards goes up the line, was trying to find Woods, outmarked. And that doggy's marked at first, and then she pinched it in midair and said, that is my mark. We love the hustle. Capsalis <laughs> now going up the line. Smith had it, dropped it back. Smith and amongst the pack of dogs. Got the hand pass looking for Rapari. Rapari may have taken her opponent high. And as yet, the umpire says no. Vader Scott, pardon me, and the umpire says I'll take the ball back. It's unfortunate the umpire's just caught on the wrong side there because you could hear from our uh, broadcast wing the entire crowd, the chorus of high. As the ball at the ground, Jolliffe overran it. Fitzgerald, Patrikios, what a tackle. Fitzgerald was going nowhere, and now Patrikios says, I'm going long. She gets on the right boot, goes long towards the pocket. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. 
Out of bounds on the fall. Now, I won't be too harsh and call that on Patrikios then because all of her players led into that pocket. They had the forward 50 to lead up to. They've led to the low percentage, not just for a target to be hit, but for them to then take the kick from. Just would have been a very hard spot. Patrick. kick out defence. Patrikios manages to bust through. Open goal square. Oh, Angelus oh. takes it, but she's got to move quickly. That was a courageous mark, wasn't it? She has to... She has to move quickly because there's a minute and ten remaining and she kicks the goal. We're on. What's the clock? We're alive. Sophie Vassilari. She was all up in the air. It was like one of those Jonathan Brown marks. When you just, all your eyes and just then, on the ball. And then she juggled it. She's landed and she's, yeah, the ball's coming down on her and she's had to, oh, that was a beauty. I love the scooper mark when you've got your hands in the air <laughs> just waiting for it. One, that was exciting. One goal the difference. 5-3-33, the Bulldogs, the Saints, 3-9-27. Got to be straight out of the middle. There's going to be about 30 seconds left by the time the ball goes up here. Patrikios is in there. She is ready to go. 30 seconds is being generous. I reckon 20 by how these umpires dawdle as the umpires are back in position. 30 seconds to go. Throws the football back up in the air and away we go. They've got to win it straight. Hines wins it down. Patrikios gets the hand pass out to Stewart. Stewart from centre half forward looking for a mark at the hot spot. Spot from behind by Marshall. Marshall gets the football back and gets the clearing kick. 15 seconds. Ain't over yet, folks. Kicks the ball in the middle of the ground. Hit the deck. Hand pass to Pritchard. Pritchard, it's spoiled. Got the football back. That should do it. Pritchard on the left boot towards the half forward flank. Awkward bouncing ball. Saints will deliver it back towards the centre wing. Side and sounds and the Bulldogs hang on to win by a goal. That was an exciting last 30 seconds of football, wasn't it? That they brought it down to the wire. Pete, we wanted the match of six versus seven. And Sophie, we got it. We got the grandstand <laughs> finish. We got the hero. And look, it would have been incredible if DeAngelos, who was so close all day on goal, she took the courageous mark. But all day the dogs they knew how to hold the fort their back line was fantastic they made their opportunities in the third quarter and the match went from oh are the saints just uh, not going to make the most opportunities to oh the dogs have done the job here it's a fantastic win in a fantastic match i wonder with that ball being bombed to the hot spot with seconds to go 15 meters out from goal danielle marshall going I know this moment. I've been here before with that elimination final against Richmond. That's ex that was exactly what she did, and she read it beautifully. Look, Danielle Marshall, she had three massive rebounds in that fourth quarter. The crucial thing there, not only did she spoil, she didn't let it get over the back as Tiana Smith was cruising like a shark towards full forward. She would have picked it up and tapped it through, I'm sure of it. I think one person clapping who was listening to our commentary in front of us was Shane Webster, the North Melbourne VFLW coach who was here today. <laughs> uh, a scouting for the Saints for next week when they play here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. But the little clap of the hands to him went, we're alive. Well, look, that was, for the Saints, it's actually going to be a big week for them. Uh, last week against Geelong, they had the lead in the last uh, minutes and they blew four goals in seven minutes to lose by 11 points. Today, they had the opportunities. Three goals, 9-27. That's 12 scoring shots against the Bulldogs. 5-3-33, uh, eight scoring shots. It's two matches that they will look back on and say, we were the better team, we should have won, and we didn't. Well, let me put out this scenario for you before we go through all the goal kickers and everything for you because the ladder at the moment on the app isn't up to date. They've got to wait for champion data to put in the stats and that takes forever and a day. So with a game that's just played, they just call it as a draw. But to, to break down the points for you, at the moment, the Western Bulldogs have gone into the six. They're on six wins on 24 points. In seventh is the Southern Saints on five wins. But they are only ahead on percentage from both Carlton and... And North Melbourne. 
So at the moment, the Saints, Carlton and North Melbourne are all exactly one win behind the Bulldogs. And the depth those two, Carlton and North Melbourne, could bring in with your Chris Parkers, your Vessios, you really wonder, have the Saints blown it today? Have they blown up their finals chance? The one thing in the Saints' favour, though, with the other sides that are now one win behind the Bulldogs and Carlton and North, they've got to catch them but also make up 10 percentage points. All the Saints have to do is to draw level on wins with the Bulldogs because they've got a far better percentage. So, with the run home, with two rounds to go, this is what it looks like. For next week, the Saints and North play here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Both on the same amount of wins, both one win outside the six. Saints with a better percentage. So, really, the Saints, if they lose, maybe kind of alive, depending on what goes down elsewhere. But really, for North Melbourne, this is their final next week. That could go anyway, that game. Carlton. How much does does North Melbourne take out of their win against Essendon yesterday? Carlton play Weemstown. No offence to Benny and the team there at Weemstown, but Carlton would have to be the red-hot favourites. And they've got Lucy McAvoy's and all of that playing for them. And North Melbourne weren't weren't even that convincing yesterday, but... And I feel like St Kilda wouldn't be happy with this game. They could have no, really taken it away. So you would be favouring St Kilda, but as we saw today, yeah. Doggies took it up to him. So it could go any way next week. And then the final game of round 13 to really decide things, if they're alive going into the final round, is fifth versus sixth. Casey go to Footscray to take on the Doggies. It just keeps wow. getting better and better. There's <laughs> more and more. Does. It doesn't stop. <laughs> and if the Dogs lose that game, that opens it up for the winner of the Saints and North and Carlton to make the finals. Coming into the final round, Carlton play the Saints in the final round. Oh, my God. On the Saturday. The Doggies, if they're somehow alive in the mix, they've unfortunately got the minor premiers, Collingwood at Victoria Park. So the Doggies have got two tough games ahead of them. And then, if North are somehow alive, if North have beaten the Southern Saints, they play in the final game of the season against Port Melbourne at Port Melbourne. This is this is this is some finish we have ahead of us. It is. It's no walk in the park, is it? This result. No, nothing is guaranteed, which is the, the way we want it. This result today by the Bulldogs has opened up all the possibilities. How it's good on. is that, though? It it's is exciting. On. What a finish to the VFLW season. So I can tell you, folks. On WAFradio.com and hopefully by the VFLW stream, we've got to obviously speak to the league. Next week we'll have first versus second, Collingwood and Geelong at Victoria Park. And based upon commentator availability, hopefully we'll get enough commentators to do it, we will bring you the Saints in North Melbourne here from 11am. And then at 3, 3.30pm, we'll then quickly go across to Footscray and bring you the Dogs and the Demons in fifth versus sixth. This will be the place to be, Pete. First versus second. 7th versus 8th, 5th versus 6th next week. Bring it on. <laughs> it is well and truly alive. Goal kickers, by the way, for today, for those that obviously want to know that. This is what it looks like for the Bulldogs. Singles each to Georgia Stathis, Annabelle Scott, Brooke Hards, Caitlin Sargent and Stephanie Aziak for the Southern Saints. Their singles were to uh, Annalisa Harris, Gabriella DeAngelis and Tiana Smith. <sighs> Breathe it in. Who stood out for you today? Uh, look, I would have to go through the Dogs' defence, particularly in the second quarter where the game could have been lost for them. Uh, look, 
Danny Marshall, not only very good in the second, but then uh, massive in the fourth quarter. So I would, uh, I'd actually be calling her uh, Georgia Starthus. Now, Georgia Starthus was not only fantastic to the midfield, at halftime, she looked stuffed. And she just wouldn't, yeah. she would not die. She Hands just on the hips, did not going. give up. So uh, they would be my uh, two best today for the doggies. And I do want to give... Uh, a mention to their other defenders who were superb uh, across the course of the day. So that's the likes of Eliza Morrison, uh, Annabelle Scott. Uh, Caitlin Sargent uh, was also very, very good uh, in defence. Annabelle Storm would round out uh, my sixth. Uh, for the Saints, uh, Throughout the course of the matchup, look, Patrikios did her bit. Uh, Tiana Smith was probably uh, their best on today. Uh, also good matches by Rebecca Neves. And I really, really did like uh, Georgia McLean and how uh, how strong she was with her hands above her head. And she was one of the uh, Saints' more composed players. And uh, unfortunately, composure was the difference between them winning and losing today. I agree with yours entirely. The only one I'll probably add in, or the only two would be Jade Van Dyke played a really integral role in that first half, and their ruckman in Alexandra Hines, mm. she barely lost a tap today. And was looking strong in her hitouts. Not just not really? just getting little hitouts, but she was rising above Tasari, clear arm above her to, to give yeah. her uh, midfielders first use of the ball. Like Yola was pretty good early on as well. She was everywhere in that contest too, but um, I do think Georgia Stathis did take away um, and run with that for the doggies. Was was fantastic. It was it was a brilliant last quarter. And we know, um, given the amount of uh, board movement we saw position-wise for the dogs, uh, Sarah Hartwick didn't get to play everywhere uh, when she was on the ball, but her defensive work in the last quarter, particularly when she considered that uh, she was on... Well, the, the match was effectively in uh, her hands because she was on Georgia Patrikios. She beat her in two of the crucial one-on-ones and then Patrikios was moved. So Hartwig as well. We know she's a very, very talented player from her first season of AFL this year, but she was fantastic today. It was the gamble, wasn't it, from Dale Robinson. For 10 minutes of that final quarter, she moved Patrikios forward and they couldn't get it down the guts. When Patrikios did go into the centre, we saw in that very last play, got it down the guts. She took the gamble and fortunately, the gamble didn't pay off. And I absolutely get it, but the Saints yeah. today, they were all at attack. They were all attacked. They were go, go, go. They were trying to get the ball in as quickly as they could. They were trying to run and link by hand with as quick as disposal as they could. And I just go back to what I was saying, composure. Perhaps, and look, it is wonderful to look at things with hindsight up here. The Saints in their last play of the day. Patrikios in the midfield, Stewart on the outside. Patrikios gets the hit out straight to Stewart, and Stewart does the clearest clearance of the day straight to the forward line. Now, Everything was a 50-50 at three-quarter time, but maybe if Patrikios had run in the midfield uh, all quarter, they just might have had better service going inside. Not necessarily more service, but better service for their forwards. And it came down to that 50-50 contest. Marshall read the ball best and took it out, and that was game over. If the mark was taken, a shot in front. If it was a draw, then chaos when it came to the finals calculations. Marshall's kicking in the last quarter to get the ball beyond uh, the Dogs' defensive 50 Immense. That's what you want um, as a... I know when I play those, when you have mature age players or more experience, even just their presence on the field can just calm the whole team down and say, hey, guys, put a lid on it. We're actually doing a pretty good job here. Just keep chipping away, and you need that presence. And I think that was crucial and vital for the doggies to research in that final quarter. And dare I say with those clearing kicks as well, because we know she's got a big boot on her, Danielle Marshall. It comes back from her NCAA Division II soccer with uh, Colorado School of Mines. Just that ability, as you do in soccer as a tactic, that clearing ball. 
you look, you reassess your options, yeah, yeah. you can really see down left field. That's what she did. She yeah. actually assessed it instead of just kicking it long down the line as a lot of back yeah. backmen do. She um yeah read it beautifully and worked them out pretty quickly, which is what you need to do. She adapted to it. Well, that just about wraps things up here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval today. The Western Bulldogs 5-3-33 defeat the Southern Saints 3-9-27. They for now go into the top six, but they have well and truly thrown the cat amongst the pigeons on who will sneak into that final spot. First of all, Callum O'Connor, thank you very much for all the work that you've done today. Marvellous to have you at Special Comments. Well, Pete, it was a delight to be here. Not just a wonderful day uh, watching a couple of fantastic teams, but uh, that was great football to watch. You could see what the players were trying to do. You could see what the coaches were trying to do. You could see where things fell apart and where things worked. And we, we, we had a great finish. We had an absolutely fantastic last quarter. You couldn't have asked for a better finish, could you? And a big thank you as well to the Duda Star superstar in Sophie Fazolari. Thank you, Pete. I'll have to say, this game was worth the $18 parking <laughs> fee and the CityLink over here, and I would not regret any of that. I didn't know we had to pay for parking, so I hope it's worth the $83 parking <laughs> fee. <laughs> no, 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 This is a Mikey. <laughs> Cheaper. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for listening in your copy. We look forward to bringing you three games of football next weekend, which will play out of who will make the finals. See you then.